Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mildly Heroic, the Pathfinder RPG podcast. Exciting. It's Tuesday, best day of the week. Uh, starting something new. Um, this is terrifying, but it's going to be great. Um, for any of you who are listening and have no idea what's going on, uh, we're starting a new module today. We're taking a short little break from Iron Fang Invasion. Jason gets to take the player's chair, and I'm in the on the throne of GM for the next few weeks or however long it takes us to get through this module. And we're welcoming our new member, Brandon, a.k.a. Zanros, a.k.a. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, Still look at the anyway. screen. Yeah. Anyway, so how are you guys? How, how's your week been? Uh, I am doing really good, but I think that before we get any other introductions out of the way, uh, Brandon, why don't you go ahead and say a little bit about yourself. I so just want to do that. I like turtles, but that's <laughs> overrated. Uh. <laughs> Which is funny because my Iron Fang Invasion character specifically hated turtles. So Yeah, turtles are overrated. Frogs are pretty cool. We'll get to that part, too. Um, hi, my name is Brandon. I have been gaming with these people for a while, except for Justin. This will be our first mesh together. Um so just excited to play a new campaign and uh, with you, with all the viewers. <laughs> you will be disappointed in your first campaign with me. I can promise you that. Well, I'm still alive right now. I mean, we haven't started yet, so I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> I do have to say that my brother-in-law sent me a text right before we started and said, I'm tempted to give you some sort of gift if you kill someone in the first session. He's like, maybe that's not a great way to start, though. <laughs> Oh, and I will preface, I don't know if I've said this much, but um, I do have an eight-year-old child that is supposed to try to behave, but if you hear screeching in the background, that's nobody dying. It's just him playing Fortnite or something else on his Xbox. So, just <laughs> nice. throwing it out there. Nice. Well, without any further ado, if none of you guys have anything else... Oh, I should mention the lovely ambient sounds that you're hearing in the background... Um, something new that we're starting with for this module, and then we'll go into Iron Fang Invasion. Uh, Sirenscape. We are using Sirenscape, which has been so much fun to go through. There are so many awesome sounds, and we started using it on Friday for my Rune Lords game, and it's just more immersive. It's really cool. You can add, like, we were in, funnily enough, a bad storm that was happening, so you could get some heavy rain and uh, water sounds, and right now you've got the gentle waves lapping at the shore. So I love it. It's great. Check it out. It's got a ton of uh, audio files and music and stuff in there. It's really cool. So bear with me though, because I will be trying to control that while I'm GMing. So that's going to be a fun little challenge. Um, we'll do our best though. So it should be a good time. It feels a little weird coming in on a brand new first episode because normally we'd have opened with a recap or something to cover. And I think that's I know. That's what I think I was mentally waiting for like somebody to go to the recap, but there's nothing uh, to remind us of. It's brand new. No, no, brand recap. new. We made characters. Level one. We made characters. I, we made characters. That's the recap. <laughs> I'm very excited because in Rune Lords, 
uh, my players just leveled up to level 9, oh, yeah. and I already hate it. <laughs> I already hate high-level play. It's awful. Yeah, it's really bad. So level 1 is kind of refreshing, and hopefully it will go well, but we'll see. So without further ado then, Sarah, do you have a cool intro to set the scene? More or less. I don't know if it's cool, but it's something that I'll go through just to kind of set the stage, give you some background, and then we'll jump right into it. So, in the year 4622 Absalom Reckoning, a Sargavan entrepreneur named Rima Pryden made what she thought would be a historic journey. She, along with almost four dozen followers, chartered a ship in Eladare, the capital of Sargava, and headed south to untamed lands where they hoped to explore the jungle of hungry trees and exploit the gold mines that lay within. Or so they thought. A heavy storm swept through the waters south of Desperation Bay, washing their ship ashore and stranding them on the coast of the lo lower Korea River Delta. Upon assessing the land, though it was marshy, they discovered that the land was quite fertile. Pryden and her followers survived for five years, fending off the jungle's dinosaurs and other predators, only to fall, one by one, to malaria. Not long after the camp was wiped out, a local tribe of Songo halflings discovered the camp and eventually passed the information on to Sargavan officials during a moment of brief contact decades later. An ambitious merchant named Servius Narcissus caught wind of the fertile territory around this lost camp and immediately bartered for a stake in the land, which was granted to him by General Septimia Eridotus, who was famous for handing out territorial claims that she really had no right to grant. There was one condition to this appointment, however. Narcissus' title and claims would only be recognized in Sargava if he was able to tame and subsequently annex the wilderness territory into a larger colony. The first ships set sail four years ago. Narcissus, now Count Narcissus, named the settlement Pryden's Hearth after a mistranslation of the local name for the collection of islands at the river's mouth. He had recently lost his wife and brought with him his only heir, his son Lethar, as well as their entire contingent of slaves. Upon reaching this new land, he granted each slave their freedom and declared that Pryden's Hearth would be a new start for any who wished it. His generosity won over the slaves, and they each stayed behind to help him establish the settlement. Tragedy struck Pryden's hearth again when, only a year after landing, Count Narcissus fell victim to malaria, the same disease that had taken the lives of Rima Pryden and her contingent decades prior. Not willing to back down, Lothar Narcissus took up his father's mantle, devoting himself to his father's principles. It was provident that only months after his father's death, the people of Pryden's hearth discovered the native fever tree, whose bark could be prepared into a tonic to ward off tropical diseases. Refreshed and invigorated by this discovery, Lothar Narcissus swept forth waves of messengers to all over Gurund and even into the inner sea region further north. This message promised land and legacies to those willing to work for Sargava's interests. Life in Pryden's hearth isn't easy. Many cannot handle the harshness of everyday life away from civilization, but the small settlement promises a new start to all who arrive at her shores. For now, all is well in Pryden's hearth, but somewhere, not too far away, a storm is coming. 
<laughs> and this is where you would see flash across the screen, ire of the storm. Have we seen Pryden's hearth at this point? Can we look no, at the handouts? Not at this point. Okay, I won't look at the handouts. I don't know if I made that visible. Maybe I did. You did. No, we'll get a, there. There's a pride we'll wait. We'll handout. wait. We'll wait for the right moment. Yeah, we'll I'm, get there. I'm looking at it. I'm not waiting. <laughs> um, so land, legacies, riches, and glory, along with new beginnings, are what bring us to the ship now bouncing along the waves, heading to Pryden's Hearth. The Kava Cutter has made this journey more than once often monthly, bringing supplies and settlement settlers to the region. We see several people standing on board the ship now. We see a beautiful, half-elven woman dressed in a radiant red dress that is only overshadowed by the glower on her face. This is Annabella Tolia, a cleric of Shailen, who has seen her goddess renown diminished in Sargava. She comes to Pryden's Hearth, hoping that working to help establish the town's community will lead to widespread veneration of her deity. She stands, one hand on the port railing, looking aimlessly into the distance as the sea wind blows her long blonde hair around her. At the front of the ship stands a tall, dark-skinned Zenj woman from deep in the nearby Mwangi expanse. Her black dreadlocks frame a face with several scars. Umuzu stands firmly despite the constant rocking of the vessel. She comes to Pryden's hearth, eager to work as a guide and a hunter in this unfamiliar region. Upon landing, she doesn't expect to stay long, hoping to quickly board a small vessel called the Cobalt Eye with a small survey team heading into the Laughing Jungle. Inside the ship, a sharply dressed man with a thin brown mustache and a pointed face speaks with six of his companions in a small voice. They each have a crude map on the, of the region set out on the table in front of them. Mr. Blackwell, a prospector from Elidare, is traveling to Pryden's Hearth in the hopes of mining the rich minerals in the nearby lands. They are working off of mere rumors, but the prospect of riches pull them away from comfort and home. Deeper within the ship, laying on a cot in a small room, is a particularly rotund man named Gallio Menius. His face has a greenish tint, and every so often he lets out a weak moan before getting sick into a nearby bucket. This trip has not been kind to the nobleman from Elidare, but his dream of establishing a papaya farm makes it worth the seasickness. He has come with a dozen laborers who spend most of their time guarding the many boxes of personal effects and farming equipment that he has brought with him. One can clearly tell from looking at him that this is his first trip away from the city. Perhaps even more odd than this group of strangers is the other travelers aboard the Kava Cutter. So Josh and Jason, tell me, on this ship, who do we see and what are they doing? I think we should start with uh, Jason's character because he has got the most intimidating presence, I think, of the two of us. Yeah, so... You see this uh, extremely dark-skinned, almost black-skinned man standing over seven feet tall, easily 250 or more pounds, uh, a just a massive tower of muscle. He is um, wearing, you know, hide armor 
and strapped to his back is this enormous hammer with spikes coming off of one end uh, and several spears just kind of strapped to his back as well. And you can see on his black skin are tribal tattoos that are painted on with white paint, um, probably made from bone or whatever. Uh, And they're just all across his exposed skin, these tribal tattoos. And on his exposed arms, you can see uh, gashes, like scars, almost like ritual scars um, going all the way up his arms. And his face, looking at his face, he has red eyes, like a deep red color to his eyes. And uh, his face is all kinds of messed up, like broken nose that didn't heal back the right way. He's like, he's not a particularly attractive individual. Is he the new Aiden with a punchable face? (laughs) You could try to punch him in the face. (laughs) His face is all sorts of messed up. (laughs) Would you say that he dumped his charisma? A little bit. Yeah, he did. did I mean, it could have gone down lower, but it's it's lower than Ted. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's not an attractive guy, but he he definitely has a presence. Like you can't really miss this guy because he takes up most of the room he's in. So how tall is he? Seven three. Right. Seven three. Oh my gosh. Well, does he play basketball? <laughs> yeah, does he play basketball? You know, he's tall, so he has to. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they had they a tribal team. I don't know what they would call <laughs> basketball in his tribe. Probably the Warriors or something. We call it uh, I was going to say the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, based on the tribe I know he's from, that's, that's not, not a bad idea. Um, standing next to this tower of a man, you would find um, someone who looks short next to... Um, this person, but is actually not. Also stands very tall at uh, 6'2", this uh, slender form, uh, dark-skinned woman with this reddish-brown, super curly hair, and almost almost an afro, but not quite. Um, as well as in the very front, you'll see a single streak of uh, a silvery white bit of hair that's there. And um, she seems very comfortable with the presence of the person who she's with and is kind of just staring off into the distance. If you look at what she has, as far as what she's wearing, she carries a, a skin, um, skin made? How do they call them? A, a drum, basically. Uh, as well as there are three skulls uh, fastened to a string that wrap around her at the waist. And she carries... Are they human skulls? Yes. Chaotic evil. No. Nice. Nice. Neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Neutral evil. Chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah, she just has skulls, you know? Most necromancers are neutral evil, I believe. Most are. Yeah. So, yeah. Safe bet. Safe bet. All right. Moving on from this stark contrasting couple, uh, Justin, what do we see on this ship? Yeah, so at the prow of the ship, uh, if you look up there, you'll see a, a guy just excitedly staring out at at the ocean, just almost mesmerized by it, like he hasn't really experienced a whole lot of stuff in his life, um, especially like a sea voyage. Um, 
It's a, a tall man, uh, not relative to Jason's character, apparently. Um, he doesn't stand <laughs> seven foot three, um, but a very tall and, and slender, wispy, even sort of individual with a uh, grayish brown skin. Um, so it's like a, a brown skin, but it, it has kind of a gray tint to it, like a, a very muted color to the to the skin um with very just obviously dyed jet black hair um and uh he's just eagerly standing there uh you know something noticeable about him is that he does brandish a firearm openly (laughs) um he wears a, a firearm at his hip and yeah, can we backpedal? Is this an open carry state? Yeah, can we backpedal yeah, you got a little bit? For that? <laughs> um, did you mm-hmm. say that he had clearly dyed black hair? Is it is his not yes. his natural hair color? Like it does not look natural <laughs> at all. Like completely out of place. Like oh, like very obviously dyed hair. Did he forget to do like... the eyebrows and stuff? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. He has like gray eyebrows, but just jet black hair. You know. Um, just very, very, uh, very oh. obvious die job. Um, and so some of his physical characteristics, you know, he's, he's, like I said, he's, he's relatively tall. Again, not Jason's freakish tallness, but he's relatively tall, tall guy. But he's, he's very thin, oh. extremely thin for his height. He's about 6'3", 125. Holy cow. So, is oh, my word. Is everyone Man tall type. in this party? This is it's <laughs> no. be a great contrast to the yeah. next guy. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Wait a so, <laughs> I am a super tall woman. Uh, Abner has got some height on him, and Miyabe is a giant. Th- this yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so you guys stand out for sure. Yeah. But you probably feet, don't feet, stand feet. out quite as much as our final member. <laughs> so, Brandon, <laughs> would you like to describe what we see of your character? <laughs> So you see kind of in the corner, hunched over, kind of looking visibly kind of nervous, a freakishly tall one foot nine inch humanoid <laughs> frog, Gripley, um, who is very bright in colors like a tree frog. So, you know, very bright blues, greens, uh, oranges. Um, so yeah, kind of like hunched over. So I mean, maybe he's maybe one and a half foot, kind of little colorful blob in the corner. But he has a, you know, Indiana Jones traditional cowboy hat and a kind of a um, kind of a cape that covers over part of his body, and he's just kind of making some very low humming sounds. Um, and if, if you care to notice, he has one blue and one red eye. Not as cool as Jason's two red eyes, but he's got one, and that's all he needs. He's is, halfway there. This is the strangest party. <laughs> so, I maybe yeah. come up to all of your shins if I am lucky. So, so don't step on you. And, and just so you know, uh, Gripley's start at one foot seven inches, so I am two inches taller than the shortest Gripley, so I am even short for my race. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, just briefly, what have your characters been doing on this journey? Anything special on this ship? Uh, remind us how long we've been on the ship again. <clears throat> Um, it probably has been about five days. 
I've been rolling them bones with the crew. Um, playing dice. <laughs> For any of you that aren't hip to the lingo. <laughs> Oh, no. the they aren't. <laughs> Probably would have uh, spent some time to get a sense of the the character of people that she's traveling with. So I have some cool things that I can do, like detect auras with a 10-minute perception check. So during this five-day journey, you know, one by one, she would have been kind of like staring people down and uh, spending 10 minutes to get a sense of if there's anyone of extreme power. Remember, if they have five or hit dice or fewer, nobody shows up. Um, but she's been just kind of watching everyone, getting a sense of vitality and auras, and if anybody's got um, any strong alignments. Okay. Um, for the most part, everyone seems to be pretty normal. Um, no paladins. Yeah, no paladins. Nobody that is giving off like immense auras of power. Um, you would be able to tell that there are some that do have some abilities. Uh, so Annabella is a you know self-proclaimed cleric, so she has some abilities there of Shailen. Um, Umuzu is a ranger, so she's very adept in the woods, in the forest, tracking, hunting. Um, she also does have some divine powers as well. Uh, Mr. Blackwell gives off an uneasy air to him. You can't really pick up too much about him, but he's very quiet with anyone outside of his party. Um, and when he watches people, it's very direct and he's not afraid to stare. So she's so, got like a, a bad vibes from him a little bit. Bad, uneasy, not like the others. There's something about him that might be a little bit different. In addition to that, um, I think Miyabe and Aluna would be the same on this. Uh, any minor amount of assistance that could be offered or afforded to anyone, like the simplest of things, the two of them are doing such. Yeah, I like to think that Miyabe is doing like 90% of the work on the ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most likely. Like, like he sees one of the like regular people working on the ship like pulling ropes or something, and he'd just go over and he'd just like start helping them do that. Yeah, almost in a way that's like socially awkward. Aluna would be doing the same oh. thing. Yeah. He's so awkward. Yeah. If there's like food in the kitchen. <laughs> Evan needs... put three? Yeah. If there's food yeah, in the awkward. kitchen that needs to be prepped, Aluna would be helping in the kitchen. If there's, you know, uh, herbs that need to be gathered, if there's anything that is not 100% physical labor outside of her expertise, uh, she's offering that assistance or just doing it without asking. And. So, Miyabe, you wouldn't know this, but the the crewmen, the sailors, have actually been placing bets on how much you can lift. So they will have crates and things that they just continually add weight to and see how much you're able to pick up just because you're such a hulking brute of a man. Um, so they, they're making a little bit of a game of it. But also, they really enjoy having you on the ship because you have eased their load when it comes to a lot of the work that needs to be done. By like, yeah, by like so, a factor of nine or something. <laughs> He's a man's yeah. man. I will yeah. say, my lift overhead can vary. It's either 230 or 400. Well, that's depending on how 
certain things are applied. Interesting, interesting. Like um, 67, I'm pretty close. <laughs> so, uh, Krimit, is there anything uh, that you have been doing on the ship during this voyage? Uh, I'm not, I don't really think so. Um, you know, this is really the first time that he's been away from his comfort zone. Um, like, really excited to come out to this new land, uh, new fresh beginnings. And then it's like, ship starts sailing. It's like, oh, crap. What am I doing? Where am I going? And, uh, of course, he wants to try to make friends. But literally everybody is, like, ten times his size. And he is probably petrified. Um <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen anybody as uh, muscular and tall as these people. So he he's probably not one to outreach. Um, but if anybody were to talk to him, he probably would not shy away from a conversation. Okay, perfect. Um, so you guys have been on this ship for five days. And uh, you get word, talk around the, the ship, is that you'll be pulling in soon. And sure enough, you know, mid-morning... On that fifth day, uh, this. Oh, go ahead. Justin, was your character doing anything? Rolling in bones. Oh, we went over okay. this and asking for trade information. So that would be the other thing that Abner would be interested in is asking the crew about any kind of like leads they might have on any or kind what are of particularly profitable. Right, crops. like what what goes mm-hmm. through the area that they're headed towards. Like, what's a big trade good that goes through there? What's something that they need that you know seems in short supply? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so they would tell you that a lot of um, the trade is, uh, first off, the the bark of this fever tree. So this tonic that they make from this fever tree can ward off not just malaria, but other tropical diseases. So it's a big commodity that they're able to ship up to the cities and sell. Um, Other than that, there's a lot of, because the land is so fertile, there's a number of different crops and things that you can make down here. So tropical fruits. Avocados. Avocados. Avocados Avocados from Mexico. Um, (laughs) I always think of that. Uh, So there's a lot of crop, but also there are rumors of, you know, uh, expensive minerals, gold mines. Um, The land is basically untamed and unexplored. So a lot of people are coming down here because there's rumors that the land has great wealth. Um, so that might be another reason why you've been drawn to this area. Was that? Actually, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. No, actually, I was going to say. Now that I think about it, if Abner is literally walking around the ship, totally brandishing his uh, hand cannon, Kermit would probably want to chat about that. Be excited. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was like, "Is Kermit's guns visible?" Because Abner no, his, his, totally walk up and talk to his him. His cape's probably covering that, but he's probably ah. in the corner, all like kind of looking up from time to time but you know probably that that's the one thing that he would outreach for is when you walk over he would yeah. be excited to talk about like right the you know the pistol or, or, or i don't know whatever yeah. whatever weapon you're carrying what, what there yeah. that the two like most out there <laughs> um people ended up in the yeah. same situation yeah, yeah, not, you know, Miyabe at seven foot three, two fifty. We're the outside people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not that freak of a man, but whatever. <laughs> With the random frog guy, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but we're a random frog guy. I'm, Miyabe... I'm not really noticeable. I kind of just bl- not really blend in because I'm bright and vibrant, but, you know, just kind of sit in the corner. What were you going to say, If Miyabe had a gun, it would definitely be some kind of massive blunderbuss. <laughs> 
an yeah. RPG. A, a quad barrel. I want it to be a, a sniper barrel. rifle as tall as him. <laughs> you know? There would be an exception yeah. to the rule that uh, Mobby walks around with a siege weapon. Yeah. That's it. That's what he that carries. Is, like, it's not tank artillery that he just carries on his own. <laughs> a mounted catapult. Yeah, 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 no, it's all just shoulder. Yeah. Like that. I load it. He would just have a huge gun that has a bayonet and he only uses it for the bayonet. Bayonet! <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know how to work. He doesn't even know go. that it's a gun. He doesn't even know it's a gun. <laughs> he just thinks it's a spear. I'm going to reflavor my hammer to be a really long gun that he just put a rock on the end. <laughs> Actually, can I make my walking staff a gun, too? I want a gun. <laughs> You know, if you guys want to multiplex, I can probably make you one, so yeah. I'm just saying. You get a gun, and you get a gun, and you right. get a gun. Hey. They're super common down here. Uh. But yes, Abner would be, his would be visible. I mean, he, he doesn't hide it by any means. Yeah, Krimo would probably show you his, um, just out of probably excitement to compare it and, and chit-chat. So can we RP that out? Hundred percent. Go for it. No, I, I would say probably. Like, no rules. I don't know if you noticed that. Like walking, you know, if you notice him or he noticed you first. But of course, when you walk by, he would just kind of look up and just be like, "Oh wow, you have a hand cannon too." Abner will look down. Good morning, you amphibious creature. You are fascinating. I do indeed have a hand cannon. This is my prized possession. What? What's its name? It, its name? I I haven't given it a name. Do you, Wait, what? Is that, is that common? Are they supposed to have a name? Well, yeah. I mean, you you don't name yours, so he opens up his you know uh, cape and kind of pulls it out. And be like, yeah, look at I have one too. Its name's Anura. I built it myself. I can't believe you didn't name yours. It's you know it's kind of like a ship. You give it a name like Gosmo or something. Oh my, yours is is quite quite extraordinary. I I am hoping to learn more about firearms, but no, I have not named it. Uh, I suppose off the top of my head, something like a uh, boomstick. I don't honestly know. I haven't thought about it. That but that is your boomstick. That is my boomstick. He's wits and I'm boomstick as today. Hashtag, oh, that is definitely copyrighted by Evil Dead, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. Somebody cut his mic. Cut my mic. That's copyright. I'm pretty sure. No, you can't use boomstick. Can't use boomstick. I'm pretty sure that's copyrighted by Evil Dead. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. I'll come up with something. But stickies. <laughs> Do you know a, a lot about these firearms? Uh, a, a decent amount. I kind of spent some time learning and, and tinkering. So if you want me to take a look at your unnamed weaponry there, I, I can see what I can do. Well, absolutely. I, uh... I'm a bit of a spell slinger myself, a bit of a wizard, if you if you if you if you know what I mean. And I'm trying to integrate my arcane abilities into this firearm. I don't know if you've seen such a thing or not, but that's something I'm working on myself. Oh, that's cool. No, I can put an attachment on mine, and I can shoot pebbles out of it. Pe pebbles. Yeah, I'll kind of instead if I run out of pellets, I can shoot pebbles out of it. Oh, yours uses pellets. I I myself have been using bullets. 
Well, I could use that too. It's just if I run out, I could use some pebbles. I still need gunpowder, but I could use pebbles or, you know, I, I guess if you have some, I don't know, some jacks or something, that might hurt some caltrops, but yeah. Well, you are quite the creative little amphibian. I think we're going to get along mighty fine. Where, where are you headed, my good man? I, wherever this boat takes me. <laughs> All right, then. Excellent. Well, yeah, in the coming days, I'd love to discuss firearms with you and learn a bit more. It was excellent meeting you. What What is your name again? Oh, you don't know my name? I, 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 I don't believe I heard your name. Oh, no. so my name is Krimit Red-Eye Marshcroker, but my friends call me Krimit. Well, if I could be so bold, then I shall refer to you as Krimit my good amphibian that, my that, name is abner calhoun it's a pleasure to meet you you too abner and and you have a good day and goodbye unknown weapon <laughs> you too <laughs> perfect uh, genius uh, hero point I, hero point <laughs> what else hero point to me hero point to brandon we I, just nailed it let's go ahead and wrap that up <laughs> You know I think what? he has to spend his hero, hero point to name, um, or he's got a his you know, after copyright. <laughs> thank you for tuning in <laughs> to the the new stream. That was episode one. We'll, we'll see you next. That's week. a wrap. We'll see you next week. <laughs> also, yes, as as Andrew pointed out in the chat, Krimit is adorable. By the way, yeah, <laughs> like, I love Krimit. Oh my god, instantly like Krimit. I like Krimit a lot. I like Abner's kind of like. Oh, it's just so good. It's gonna be a great party, man. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Uh, he well, I don't want to fancified southern accent than I thought. You uh, absolutely, my good man. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's it's a dignified. He's dignified. He's yeah, exactly, exactly. You got almost like the preacher intonation going yeah. on there, like southern. I do declare, will be a drought coming to the south. We are in the eye of the storm, my good fellows. <laughs> oh, and I will, just so anybody who wants to roll a uh, knowledge nature check probably could realize that my gun is named after the species of, of just frogs in general, because I am that clever. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I don't know What's if anybody that? has knowledge nature. I'm clicking on every I, knowledge I, I, my, I named my, my gun after just the uh, classification of frogs. I have a knowledge Under. nature. Uh, let me see. I don't think I trained knowledge nature. Or, or would this be the classification uh, of... Well, there's still frogs on. in this world. I gotta turn that off. Or Sarah, did you turn that on? 3D turn dice. Turn what on? I had 3D dice enabled. <laughs> I <laughs> did not do that. I don't... That was awful. I don't believe. I say I fixed it though. I got a ten. So, um, have I heard of that species of frog? <laughs> so, I don't remember. Can, can you take an untrained roll if it's a class skill or no? Um, I don't remember. So you can, if you don't have ranks in it, you can still roll it. Yeah. You can also roll something that's not a class skill and you don't have ranks in. If it's a knowledge check, you can't hit anything higher than a DC 15. So it's got to be pretty like common knowledge. Mm, that is not correct. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it begins. So it begins. If you don't have a rank in a knowledge, you cannot roll it unless the DC is 10 or lower. 10, not 15. Yeah. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter if the knowledge is a class skill or not. If you don't have a rank in it, you can't ah. roll it unless the DC is 10 or lower. Right. You don't learn it. 
if it's like a 15 or higher. Oh, hey, that is a cool call out. We apparently do have a Patreon. Go us. <laughs> oh, yay. Nice plug. <laughs> that was um, the best plug. We learned it on the spot. <laughs> on the I spot. I... Go check it out. So I did some searching just for art that I felt might fit some of the NPCs that are on the ship so I can show them to you. This is not like Paizo official art. And if anybody listening, if this is your art, um, credits go to you. I Let me know. I will. That's not how that works. That's... I will source you. <laughs> I'm a heroic. We do not copyright anything. So Boomstick. this is what I found for Annabella Tolia. Um, Boomstick is right. A little risque. She, well, I guess Shaylin can be a little risque. But... She a dragon? Is that makeup? No. no. Could be a little drafty with the boat breeze, but yeah, <laughs> right. Um, it's not proper sailing attire. <laughs> this one would be Galliomenius. Not exactly what I had in mind, but um, the best that I could find. Is probably. that the one you got a bad vibe from? It, no. Little... no, 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 no. Oh, okay, because no, that guy looks so... a little sketchy to me. But it might be. Oh yeah, guy. he's sketchy. This is probably who I had for Mr. Blackwell, the guy oh, who's yeah. maybe a little... Oh, he's got a... You throw, he's, he's got a cane. Cool. You throw a monocle on that guy. He's going to be the bad guy. You don't need to even roll for that. And then, uh, finally, Umuzu. Uh, that's who I had oh, portraying. That's a, that's a wonderful picture. Holy cow. That is a good yeah. picture. I, I wish I could draw... I have like visions in my head, and then I write put on paper. It's just like stick figures, yeah, and it's awful. Lovely art, and I yeah. like that the the background is uh, is see through. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I had in mind for the NPC. So I put those in your journal if you want to refer back to them. Um, but yeah. So as I was saying before, I don't want to cut anybody off. So if you have anything else that you want to do on the ship, uh, let me know. But otherwise, uh, you do. Uh, get word from the sailors that you are you basically have arrived and they would explain to you that <clears throat> basically Pride and Tarth does not have a dock for a ship so it's basically like when you're on a cruise ship and you have to put down anchor out in the water like the open water and then take smaller boats to get into the dock that's what's going to have to happen here um, and as soon as the call goes out and the anchor is let down, Galliomenius comes like bursting out of the cabin door and he goes, wait, wait, I must be the first one to step foot on Pryden's hearth. And the sailors are like, okay. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I demand that I be the first one to set foot on this new land and so he like pushes his way forward and this first boat that they set down to go shore he like pushes his way and he gets on the boat with some of his men and they put the boat down and you can see that um as they kind of take off and head towards land the water's a bit choppy and he gets sick a couple of times on the way to land but then you are able to see that they eventually do make it to land and then they bring the boat back and so uh one by one not one by one but you know one trip at a time they're going to take these people and their possessions so eventually you guys 
um, we'll get your chance. I have a feeling Jason and I are on the same wavelength here. What is up with that? Do we get like a, a sense motive? Why does he have to be first? Is he let, uh, like unleashing some curse? Like, <laughs> it's... No, you, you would just get the sense from your experience with him on the ship for the past five days yeah. that he feels like he is an entitled nobleman who needs to experience everything first. And as I mentioned, you get the impression from him that he has never left the city before. So this is like a big deal to him. This is his first, you know, step outside into the world. And he feels that he's entitled to be first. So it was nothing really, uh, what's the word? Nothing to be concerned about, per sinister. se. Nothing yeah, it was sinister. Nothing sinister, just a little posh. Right. Yeah. Think, oh, yeah. I think Miyabe probably just reacted like with a like a quizzical look, like not really sure what the hub hub was about, and then maybe just concluding that he was a really excited person. Aluna curses him and his ancestors. No, I'm just kidding. No! <laughs> <laughs> Throws over skulls at him. As soon as she utters the words, he falls overboard and dies. <laughs> no. Wow, that's a powerful first level character. I'm glad the spirits are still in my side. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes a while to get everyone back and forth and their belongings back and forth from this larger ship to land. Plus, there's a bunch of supplies that they have to load on to bring to the colony. Um, and as you guys all disembark on land um you're getting your belongings around and everything when you can hear the sound of raised voices coming from nearby and if you look around you know as the more that you look around this argument seems to get louder and louder and you can see not too far from where you're standing right now you can see Gallio is standing there and there's a very grizzled looking man who's swaying in front of him at the dock. And this man, you can hear as you get closer, he shouts out, You should be getting out of this land, you filthy leeches! And he swings at a right hook, and he knocks Gallio to the deck planks. Uh, Gallio looks more shocked than injured. Um... The swaying man ends his tirade by smashing the bottle he holds against a sturdy dock pylon. The bottle shatters, leaving him holding this serrated glass in his hands. And he yells out again, And if you're not gonna leave, then I guess it's up to me to make ya! And he makes a move like he's gonna go after Gallio. Um, everyone make a perception check or a sense motive check? Do we choose? Or is it both? Yep, yep either one. Whatever, Ooh, whichever one you want. Oh, heck yeah. My perception is two points higher thanks to uh, a certain racial trait. So I'll take yeah. that. There goes Jason. Never, I mean, always I rolling fast. I know. So I was about to say that I'm so used to one of my other characters having a bonus that is higher than my total sum of a roll just now. And, uh, 
Looking at my plus five right now, it's a lot lower than I'm used to. Jason, that 22 is your bonus on your other character. <laughs> no, it, 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 it is. Honestly, it actually is. Oh, and then you're like, oh, and then I forgot to add this other D6 into it, too. So, uh, <laughs> reading them off, we've got uh, Jason's character, Miabe, with a 22 perception. Justin's Abner with a five. Uh, Brandon's Krimit, a 16. And lastly, my character, Aluna, with a natural one. Had a plus 10, but ends up with... Yeah, I was going to say, holy plus 10, Batman. Yes. Yeah. I yes, unfortunately... So much wisdom that would yeah. waste. Fortunately, you're distracted by something else that's going on, apparently. But Miyabe and Krimit, you would be able to tell. Uh, it's not that hard, but you can tell from looking at this man. He is clearly intoxicated. So he is not in his right mind. Um so seeing this happen, do you just let it play out, or what are what are you guys doing? Um, I think that Miyabe would... His first inclination would be to get Aluna's attention so that she sees it, but then he would then immediately thereafter start moving to interpose, impose, interpose, one of those okay. two words, himself between this man and uh, Galio. She follows okay. in a supportive role. Okay. All right. Well, then, with that, I'm going to have you guys roll initiative. No. So we'll see how this plays out. Okay. So <laughs> Niabe has <laughs> 10. Natural, <laughs> another natural one. <laughs> oh, man. How long did this continue? Oh, man. Good thing you were playing a gunslinger. That would suck oh, for you today. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, she's so cool, too. She's she's such a cool character. Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Uh, reading off All the right, initiative. so we- 10 for Miyabe. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Yep. Oh, just, I'm writing them down. So it's 10 for Miyabe, 5 for Aluna, 15 for Kermit, and 13 for Abner. So sort that in my list. So, um, Kermit, you are going first. Um, and actually, actually, no, I'm going to say because you, no, you did notice. So you are able to act. We'll have Kermit and Miyabe act first, and then we'll add everybody else in sort of like a surprise round. So you can do a standard or a move action. So is this guy like just standing over him, um, just like holding the glass, or he looks like he's intently going in for the Stab McStaverson? So at the moment, so he kind of socked Galileo in the face. Galileo fell back and he's currently prone, you know, on his butt. Uh, the other guy is still like swaying there. So he just yelled out this threat, but he doesn't seem to be like intently going after this guy. But it sounded like he might make a move towards him. So I guess I kind of hop over, you know. Not close, but but enough so he could he could see me in my massive less than two foot stature height, um, and I kind of move my cape away to show my gun that he might have never seen before, and I guess that's my action. Unless I could say something. So you, you pull an eighties <laughs> cop film or nineties movie, we just walk over brandishing the gun. Hey, oh yeah, of course. We're not gonna have any trouble, are we? <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that, but uh, something similar, I suppose. <laughs> what does he say? Kinda... Does he say anything? He comes on over and just kind of like, "Hey, you, le- you leave him alone." <laughs> As he brandishes his 
hand cannon. Ro roll an intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you want me to? I can. Well, not yet, no, because it's just that was your move action. So well, I'm excited well, that minus one to intimidate. Let's go. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds really fun. All right, so that was your move action, uh, Miyabe. What are you doing? Standard or move? Yep. So uh, whatever you'll allow, I'd just like free action get Alina's attention, just like pat her okay. on the shoulder, and then move action with my. I don't know how far I am away. I've got forty feet of movement, so I'll just move to try to get in yeah. between him and the guy, and he'll and Miyabe will just kind of like place a hand on the guy's chest, like this massive hand, just like that. on the guy's chest. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he'll just he'll say, "Excuse me, but I would ask that you leave this man alone." Okay. Alrighty, so we will head into the first round. So uh, back up to Krimit. You really, you really drove yeah. that one. So, uh, Krimit, go ahead and make an intimidate check. So, as you know, I see. Miyabi walk up and put his hand on his chest and I look at the guy, you know, uh, to continue with the facade. I'm like, yeah, you better stop or I'm going to have my friend here do something for me. <laughs> That's not too wow. bad. Hey, hey, yeah, roll. Wow. Yeah, with roll. a minus one. I, I can't remember the DC and I can't look it up, so I'm going to have to... The DC is 10 plus half the creature's hit dice plus their wisdom modifier. Yep. So Which might... is almost certainly not 15, but I don't know that this guy... Yeah, he might could be pass. a 10th level fighter. No. Okay, so... Um, so with that Intimidate check, he turns and he kind of like stumbles back a little bit and he's holding his bottle and he's like, What? What are you? You have frog. <laughs> and then he turns and he looks at Miyabe and he's like, What are you? <laughs> Maybe and plus two to that, yeah. <laughs> um, so for the time being, it looks like his attention is now drawn to you and away from Galio. Are you? Um, uh, who are you referring to me or to Jason? Well, you collectively, the okay. two of you. The, the you, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the two bro. of you, because you're, 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 you're standing at Miyabe's knees, so he's kind of focused more on Miyabe, but. You're there. I'm below his knee. Yeah, That's he's seven pretty three. insane. Actually, he's seven three. I'm up to his shin bone. Yeah, like barely. Insane. His hand is probably bigger than I am. Oh, that's <laughs> that would that'd be he'd be a really deformed man. Miyabe could easily you. carry all of Krimit and his gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. He could carry my whole frog tribe. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything that you wanted to do other than your intimidate? Um, I guess I just pull out my gun, but I don't okay. do I don't do anything. I just um I guess if he tries to do a hostile action I'll just ready a pew. I say pew pew, but I can only shoot once, so pew. What's up uh there, Jace? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out what percentage of a height the leg bone would be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a whole lot, but I know That's... it's connected to the hip bone, so <laughs> <laughs> Um Next up, Abner, what is your initiative bonus? Because I also rolled a 13, but I have no bonus. Two. Alright, so you get to go first. So you see this happen a little ways away. You saw Krimit kind of hop over initially, and now Miyabe, with a couple large, long strides, has made his way over there. Okay. 
I would yeah, just, so uh, I'm gonna walk towards the the guy, just the hands open, you know, not not in a threatening manner, and just well, my well inebriated friend, I I do declare I believe the sheriff is on the way over. Having learned about your aggressive behavior towards these here visitors, you may want to move with all due haste to a different locale. And then can I do like a bluff check? See if he believes my lie about the sheriff. Sure. Yeah, sure. Go for it. It's like, I am the sheriff. <laughs> I am the sheriff. Well, we're blow. about to have a whole different scenario. Here. I'm on blow. <laughs> I don't know if you roll well enough, even if he has the badge on, he might forget who he is. Right? <laughs> 15. That's not bad. So, yeah, so with a, a 15 bluff, he kind of looks over your shoulder and he's like, The sheriff? I am afraid of her. I'm afraid of the sheriff. You can't come here and bully me around, you newcomers. You, you're just trying to chase me off, aren't you? And uh, is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Nope. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right, so now it's his turn. And he's looking at you guys, kind of, you know, crowding around him now. And he's like... No, you don't scare me. I'm not afraid of you. And he will um, go after... Hmm. Well, I would say that Abner, being the last one to approach him, he will go after Abner with a an attack with his broken bottle. Is he, is he shaken from that intimidate check earlier? Now, Shaken is just if you exceed. Uh, no, yeah, I, think we'll shaken. Sure. I think exceeding yeah. just increases the duration of the, yeah. um, the the turn effect. I can't imagine he exceeded it by enough to make it I'm sure rounds. I just did it for this one round, potentially. Okay. Yeah, Alright, yeah, we'll make him Shaken, so that's a minus two to meet my attack. Gosh, I did he thing. probably Excited. had, like, a minus one already. So <laughs> I'm sure being an idiot will not help. Is an eight against your AC? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he kind of like lurches forward with his bottle, but you can see it coming a mile away and just kind of like sidestep, and he like kind of goes charging past you, <laughs> and he's like, "You filthy newcomers, get back here! I'll fight all of you!" and um, after his turn is Miyabe. So, seeing this, Miyabe would turn probably to... Probably to Aluna. Because he doesn't know any... He doesn't know who the, like, authority figure is for this place. So he'd probably just turn to Aluna and he would say, Is it okay if I knock this person down? Uh, I saw Josh nod, but uh, I think he's muted. And so I'm just going to assume that slow yeah. and deliberate. I said, "Okay." <laughs> oh. So we heard your thoughts. <laughs> Miyabe would pull out his 
Well, no, because that'd probably kill him. Don't <laughs> 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 with the hammer, you'll kill him! <laughs> Even with non-lethal damage, I might do enough to yeah. double his health. Yeah. So that's probably a bad idea. So she, he'll she, just, she will tell you not to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe backhand he'll try him. To, he'll just try to punch this guy, uh, which obviously will provoke, because I don't have improved unarmed strike or anything. But I don't know if he can make a text of opportunity with a glass bottle or you not. You could also try, like, a, a grapple, or... Your unarmed might do too much, so you're right. You're non-lethal, I mean. I mean, I could try to grapple, but that would have the same yeah. effect, really. Throw him in the ocean. An unarmed is probably your best bet, though, because your damage die will be less, so you don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah. It's just your strength. Yeah. So I, I'd like to try to punch him. Okay. I'd, I don't have a and he's dead. an ability made for unarmed strike, so it's just a d4, d8. Oof, goodness gracious. A d20. I don't know if that'll hit, Jason. A d20 <laughs> plus four. Apparently, that is not how you type that into roll 20. 15 to hit. That will hit his AC. And again, he would get an attack of opportunity because I don't have improved unarmed strike. Right. Unless he's Okay, so he will he will uh, wildly slice out at you uh, with a zero. So (laughs) he's got a minus because he's drunk, so he's got like a minus four or something maybe or minus one (laughs) Oh I actually no, I'm sorry. That would be a two. (laughs) So uh yeah so he he like wildly again thrashes out at you and, and I, right, so you I hit him. clock him in the in the jaw for six points of non-lethal damage i can't do non-lethal lethal damage. damage i can't do lethal damage because i don't have unarmed uh, improved unarmed strike so any anything i do is non-lethal so okay all right fair enough so six non-lethal damage to this poor man uh next up is aluna um i'll just delay for now Okay. Am I at the bottom of the round? Yeah, you're the bottom. Oh, well. <laughs> With your natural one, yeah. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just delay. You notice that Sarah does the same thing Jason does anytime we're in a combat with something where the thing's grossly unmatched. Ah, to this poor man, you just hit him for six damage. Yeah. Just like with the wolf. Because Jason was like, oh, you killed that poor wolf. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> innocent, defenseless. Yeah. Like, you put us citizen. in this position. <laughs> yeah, this upstanding citizen. Who has done nothing wrong. He's a city councilman and we're punching him in the face. He's the town doctor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I will delay. Alright, so now... Okay, you'll delay. So top of round two is Kremit. So Kremit, you're seeing this all go down. Uh, anything that you want to do? Um, it looks like that my friends have it under control, so I guess I'll try to hop over and help um, Galio up, if I can, with my eight strength. Okay. <laughs> I hop all over. Alright, so we'll say that you... <laughs> Go ahead. Let's get you up here so we can get you out of the way, because there's a tough hole over here. <laughs> He's so adorable. Okay. All right, so... Oh, Jason's cheating. cheating That's all right. Already. You're fine. It's good. It's all good. You're um, if you kill him, I'll just... It'll be your fault, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you you go to help Galio up, and it's it's a struggle. He is a large man, um, and so it's mostly him just getting up. But you're there for support. Um, 
place so you are able me. to get, get him up to his feet. You have been like, rolling <sighs> fantastically well for skills that have minus one don't, bonuses. Don't say that. Yeah, I know. And then I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna misfire every shot. But let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, more so of, I'm more here for support, not really for combat. <laughs> Galio stands up and kind of dusts himself off, and he says. I don't I don't know what happened. The man just came after me as I was unloading my belongings. I didn't do anything to him. And you can tell he's very like visibly shaken by this. You was the this. first guy off the boat, right? Yeah. Yep. I think it's because you were the first one to touch ground, sir. I, I don't see why that would have anything to do with anything. Well, you were in the closest proximity to his bottle and fist. That's probably true. Um, so, you bring him to his feet. Now he's standing and kind of watching what's happening with you. But he's yeah. I, I will eventually. I like both hands, like a little kid would, hold one of his hands, and I start trying to block him away from the the fight on my next turn. So that's what I'll be doing. Is I, I, okay. I hope I hope the gigantic man can handle the drunkard doctor. Well, and it's it's funny sight to see because Galio is like a rather rotund man himself, and he's kind of cowering behind this two-foot tall, one-foot nine-foot <laughs> frog creature. Uh, as... I prefer Gripply, but whatever you're... <laughs> it's more fun to say <laughs> frog. He called him amphibian, or amphibious. I called him an amphibious. I called him an amphibian, not a man. All right, so next up is Abner. Abner Calhoun. <clears throat> My good man, certainly we can do this in a much more noble manner. There's no reason to come to violence. Certainly we can talk about this. Would you be willing to simply calm down and discuss this in a less ignoble way? And then diplomacy? A child diplomacy? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this man ain't calming down. Yeah, not quite. Not quite. He just got decked in the face. Uh, That's fair. So he, uh, <clears throat> so he got punched in the face by this giant beast. And he's got these people. So now he's like kind of on the defensive. So he's still like waving this broken bottle in his hand but he's he's kind of rethinking things after getting like punched in the, the face uh so he'll basically just like stand back in total defense for his turn Miyabe it's your turn now um I was gonna step in yeah sure yeah. so I'll kind of like hold her hand up and be like wait Abe drunk one you have one more time Sorry, that's not it. <laughs> Still working on the voice. It's alright. It's alright. That's what this is for. You do not want this fight. And she'll try to convince him not to Okay. So you can roll with diplomacy as well. That's unfortunate. You know when you like stretch it and it's the wrong way? <laughs> Listen. Yeah. If this was Iron Fang, I would have already shot an arrow at this guy. Alright, so... Like, the second we came off the boat, I didn't have been him like, before we left the boat. <laughs> You'd see him walking out of his house in the distance. <laughs> Be like, that man's bad news. You better kill him. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Um, okay, so with a 17, and actually due to his inebriated state, he's definitely more emotional. So uh, there's a bit of a bonus to that. So with your role plus this bonus, the circumstance bonus, um, you speak up in a more gentle way, I guess. And he immediately, like, he stops for a moment and he drops the bottle and then he, like, falls to his knees and just starts sobbing into his hands. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to do, Aluna, on your turn? No, I'm back. I'm sorry. My foot was just falling off. Um, yeah, no. She doesn't want to That's it anymore. He starts crying. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. He starts crying. What in um, Yeah. And, and actually, at this point... Uh, you can see in the distance, you see a woman approaching with two men with her. And she walks up and she says, What is going on here? I think Miyabe, because it was going to be his turn, he's going to walk up to the guy who's on the ground, just like place a hand on his shoulder and be like, It is okay now. I am glad that we could come to in a peaceful arrangement. And then he'll stand back up. Would would someone mind telling me what is going on here? Is it the sheriff? She has a bit of a commanding presence, and the, the two men that are with her appear to be sort of like guards, so you can deduce that she's probably a leading figure in the town. Oh, well... Greetings, ma'am. It's his hat. We just arrived on the boat, and then that drunkard came up and, and attacked our friend here. She will. She'll look at you and kind of cock her head to the side, just just for a, bit, a minute, and then straighten up, and she'll look and she'll say, "Oh, Theos, not again, my friend. Let's let's get you back home." And she'll gesture to uh, the two men that are with her, and they will, you know, kind of pick him up by the arms and start walking him away towards town. And she'll turn it, return to you. And um, this is what you see. Oops. You have a mighty fine evening, Mister Theos. (laughs) So she'll turn to you and she'll say, "My apologies." Welcome to Pryden's Hearth. Uh, my name is Adela Prayat. I am the sheriff here at Pryden's Hearth. And I am so very sorry that you had to witness this on your very first day here. Uh, Theos, he is a broken man. His wife and daughter have recently died. And he does not act kindly toward the newcomers to Pryden's Hearth. Uh, we have tried to keep him away when the ships come in, but unfortunately, as you can see, he he made his way down here, and you were the objects of his wrath. I assure you that we will handle the situation, uh, but let me formally welcome you to Pryden's Hearth. Uh, unfortunately, the Count is held up in his manor, but I am here to welcome you and to see to it that you have a a lovely stay here while you come. Uh, what backdrop oh. do some of our characters know uh, 
probably pretty new. So the settlement itself is very new. Um, you would have, uh, by one way or another, probably heard some of the messengers that come through uh, the solicitation to come down to the the settlement, uh, you know, promising riches and glory and legacies and a new start and land if you want to, you know, make a new home and um, all of that stuff. Uh, basically, just work towards Sargava's interests to help build up the community and anyone is welcome to come. Um, you, I mean, there's, to your knowledge, there's, uh, the, the Count is the one who kind of oversees the settlement. Um, he's the one that sent out the missives originally, but uh, there's really not a, a structured uh, leadership in the town, I guess. It's basically him, and then now this person who, uh, she would have introduced herself as the sheriff. I don't remember if I said that. But she would have introduced herself as the sheriff, kind of the overseer of uh, security within the settlement. Sure, but we wouldn't have any particular idea whether uh, it's a common sentiment to resist the new people in town or no, no, no. And actually, you would get the impression that it's quite the opposite. They're very encouraging of people to come. They want people to come and build up the settlement and to grow. So she's very kind of embarrassed at the fact that your first encounter on this new territory was this guy trying to drive you off. So she's, in a manner of speaking, trying to like sweep it under the rug so that it doesn't upset the other people that have come to shore. Um, and she's very apologetic, you know. She wants you to feel welcome, and, and that's not the kind of welcome that they were hoping to give you. Yeah, as soon as she says it, uh, she's the sheriff, like, Kermit's eyes light up, and he kind of hops over there and puts his hand up to shake her hand, so he's kind of reaching up. <laughs> wow, it's a pleasure to meet you! That's so cool. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you as well, my friend. Uh, what is your name? Oh, I thought people here might already know me, but it's Krimit Red-Eye Marsh Croaker. Uh, you can just what? call me Krimit. The pleasure is all mine, Krimit. We are very happy that you have come. Where do you, you hail from? Oh, I come from the Mana Waste area. I, I kind of traveled around. I, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I was kind of a big deal there. I laid down the law with my brothers and sisters. Wow, I, I must say I am very impressed that you have come all the way from from that area. That is quite far. But Yeah, I uh, I wanted to come here. I wanted to be like the sheriff, but not take your job. That would be awkward. Do you need a deputy? Well, we, at this point, could use all the help that we can get. I look forward to seeing your uh, expertise and how you act in town, and maybe later we can have a conversation. That'd be great. He turns around, and he has that face like a kid who just told Santa what gift they wanted at the mall, and Santa's like, I'll bring it to you, and he's like, oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She'll you know, continue to apologize, and she says, we are quite understaffed, so any help that you can give us is of great importance to us. Uh, The rest of you, I I apologize, I did not get your names. Uh, You, my friend, are quite an imposing fellow, and she'll look to Miyabe. 
Yes, my name is Miyabe. If you need help, I am here to help. Just point me in a direction. Well, we are grateful for your help, Miyabe, and we look forward to working with you here in Pride and Hearth. Uh, my good lady, I caught the tail end of what was going on, and I think it was your words that spoke to him. I appreciate you bringing things to a close in a non-violent way. Uh, like I said, he is a member of our community, and he has seen many terrible things, but he is not a bad man. Uh, so not again. I am the one, Aluna. I am here with Miyabe. We would like to help you. Much obliged. Much appreciated. And my good friend to you. You, uh, you carry weapons that are unfamiliar to me. I am intrigued by them and I look forward to conversation about their capabilities. Uh, what is your name, my friend? Absolutely, madam. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am Abner Calhoun. I am a traitor from, well, let us just say Absalom for right now. And yes, this is a, a, a fine piece of equipment that I carry with myself. Uh, me and uh, my good amphibian friend here, Kremit, have discussed it at length. And I am more than happy to learn about this fine establishment you people have worked to build here. Great. Well, uh, if you will follow me, I can take you to the stone hall or uh, we can find you places to stay in some of the local homes that will help you to settle in until you are able to find a place to stay on your own. Um, and I will move you guys over to a map of Pride and Hearth. So I choose to stay with uh, Theos or whatever his name was. <laughs> Kidding. <Theos? laughs> yeah, he seems like a fun individual. Seems like he's really got um, his life together. <laughs> so they've even and, got walls. Yeah, if you were to inquire about him, she would kind of mention that they're probably going to uh, put him in a cell for the night just to sleep off his drink um, and make sure that he doesn't cause any more issues so they would probably take him to a place where he would be a little more incapacitated just for the evening so you guys are coming in over here uh, these are the docks that you came in on um, and then she will lead you to the stone hall is over here and that is the um, just make sure I've got my locations correct. No, that's not correct. The stone hall is over here. So how long is About 10 feet? <laughs> yeah, they're 10 feet. Accurate. <laughs> 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they would actually be more like 150 feet. Do uh, these yeah. houses, um, like buildings, do they look run down at all or pretty well kept? Um, they're pretty basic. Uh, so the, the colony here has only really been uh, here for the past four or five years uh, since they came back to the territory. So people are definitely starting to build it up more, but they're not like huge buildings, except for the stone hall is probably the most you know, impressive building that they have. Stone Hall is over here. Or... 
Oh no, I guess I guess this one would be. This is the the count's Cal. estate. Yeah. So probably that's probably like the largest of the buildings. Cal's got his own wall. No, it says it's this oh, one. From the handout, there's one that seems to tower over the rest of the Where? Oh yeah, that would be the count's estate. The count's estate is yeah. So that one says they're they're built up on pylons. So it reminds me a little bit of if you play Assassin's Creed Black Flag, some of the places that you go, like they're still um, buildings and structures, but they're not like super well built houses at this point yet. Well, I declare this may not be as lucrative a venture as I had once hoped. So she would take you to the stone hall or, you know, any local homes where you would be able to kind of settle in for the night um, and, you know, take stock of the town. And for the rest of that day, you're, you know, free to rest if you wish. It's been five days on a ship. So if you want to just take it easy, you can. Um, Or if there's anything that you wanted to explore the town, uh, you're welcome to do that. It's kind of your your, uh, what's the word? Your oyster. Prerogative. This what, town is your oyster. What time did we get here about, or what is it now? <clears throat> uh, probably by the time that you get settled in, uh, it's probably around noon. You were coming in at mid-morning, took some time to get everybody onto the land, and then, you know, to get all your belongings, get everything settled in, it's probably around noon. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess... Uh, Kermit would probably meander, get familiar with the the settlement in the town, just kind of walk around, um, probably see how many looks that he can get with a two-foot frog, (laughs) so... (laughs) They probably think that I'm a creature or something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is kind of different, so most of the people here are uh, humans, um, and most of them are the darker-skinned humans of Thargava and the Milwaukee Expanse. But there are some who have come from far away who are reacting and coming to the to the settlement from the, the messages that the Count sent out to the inner sea region. So uh, you're the only Gripply that you can see, though. I can't see far. No. Um, and I should say, sorry, real quick, before I forget, uh, for handling that encounter with Theos relatively non-violently, you do earn 400 XP. So you're on your way to level two. If we killed him, we got more. Next level for us is no. 2,000 level up. Yep. Uh, Jason's. I think I showed us earlier. He wrote it down. Has an abacus over there for the experience. <laughs> yeah. He's operating in the Stone Age. <laughs> That's one thing that I'll, I'll have to figure out is for encounters like that, do you get 400 or is that something that you split up so each person would individually get 100? I feel like. You individually probably, get 100. I think that's what it's supposed oh, to be. Really I thought it was the opposite. Like, yeah. Because the encounter no, is probably these... a CR1 encounter. Yeah, so because it says award the PCs yeah. this much. So it's a collective 400 that you guys divvy up amongst the four of you. Okay. Nice try. So nice I will try. Write 100 yeah, down. Try, try. Yep. Um, so 
No pressure, but is there anything anybody else wanted to do yes. for um, the rest of this day? Okay. Miyabe, yeah, was, uh, Jason, were you? I was going to say that uh, Miyabe would look for the just somebody to help. He'd either ask the sheriff to point him to someone, or maybe he and Aluna would go off to find someplace. But he's just looking for somebody that something that he can do to help people out. That's his first initiative. Um, Aluna is okay. at the very same objective, although she's going about it a little bit of a different way. Um, she's going to take a moment to survey the whole place and look for the, the poorest district or where or the most um, disopportune people are. And after she's located a couple spots that she wants to go, she's going to go and buy food and cast Okay. Uh, so Miyabe, most likely what you would be helping with at this point is carrying uh, crates and supplies from the docks further into town. Um, so they would tell you, actually, they would let you know, you know, just in general conversation that these islands out here are referred to as island town. And the actual mainland community is they refer to the island town people refer to them as the walled in and so there's like playful banter pretty much between the two but you would help to carry some of the supplies and crates from island town further into the walled in section where most of the shops are and so you would help you know take some of the supplies to the different shops so essentially there's like two districts there's all of the islands as mm -hmm. a district and then the inland as a district okay yeah pretty much yeah the county the state is kind of that's considered part of the the mainland district but it's its own separate place there so Miyave is helping with the supplies. Aluna, you would probably head to this area here. Um, this is known as the watched row. So one thing that you would catch on pretty quickly too is Pryden's hearth in the eyes of Sargava is almost sort of how Australia started off. So it's become a place like almost a penal colony where Sargava has sent not like bloodthirsty killers and murderers, but just like petty criminals um, who are basically doing community service. They're getting sent down here to work in the interests of Sargava in Pryden's Hearth. And this area is kind of where they're holed up. So they're part of the walled in and um, this area, area is probably a little more run down than the other areas especially like island town tends to be um more of the middle class region i would say um this area is the lower class most likely i will uh yeah go ahead um platinum piece on food and supplies okay okay all right and they're very grateful for that um Abner, is there anything particular that you're looking to do? Yeah, he'd go around looking for, I don't know, is there like a trade house or like a trade guild or, I don't know, um, like an auction area? I mean, obviously there are shops, but there really wouldn't be any reason to try and trade at a shop. Um, you know, they're an established business. Is there any other types of commerce that takes place in this area outside I of the shops? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything specifically outside of shops. So there is a counting house 
So the that's counting house is here. Yep, so that's a bank. And that is run by a um, worshiper of Abadar. Oh. So um, just for funsies, anybody that yeah. has like knowledge religion, roll me a knowledge religion. Oh, man, Miyabe's got so much knowledge religion. Got so much religion. Uh, I don't have ranks in it, so... Could I roll it since I'm also a follower of Abadar, or is this something completely yeah. different? Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so you would be able to tell that it's a little strange for, like, the main establishment. Like, so, asking around, there doesn't seem to be a church here. Really, the closest thing to a church is this counting house of Abadar. And that's very interesting because most frontier towns have a church to a rastal. Um, he's, he tends to be the deity that's worshipped by people kind of out in the sticks. Uh, so it's a little odd that there isn't an Arastal presence here. There's an Abadar presence. But if you were to kind of ask around, Abadar, the Church of Abadar, was the uh, the one to help fund the initial petition to come down here. Most likely to establish a trade route with, you know, the minerals and gold and all of that that is rumored to be here. So that's kind of how Abadar's presence came to be in this town. And it's become sort of a church in this area. Cool. So, yeah, so that is um, one place. There's a conservatorium. So that's like alchemical stuff. Uh, There's a smithy. Um, there's a printing shop, there's masonry, there's a, basically a, what's the word, a general, general goods store. Um, so probably what Abner would be most interested in would be the, that, uh, conservatorium to talk to them about the fever bark, or f- is it fever tree, fever bark, what is it? Yeah, it's the fever tree, it's the bark of the fever tree. Well, I'm just going to call it fever bark then. <laughs> He's in her- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that would be where I'd, uh, that's where I would, okay. Abner would head to learn more about that. Okay, so that is right here, and if you were to go into that uh, area, you would come across a, a halfling woman um, who had introduced herself as Harry Lightstep, and when you first get a glimpse of her she looks a, a bit touched uh like she's got some crazy hair and she's like running around um you know she's got all sorts of alchemical supplies and her shop's a bit of it's in a bit of disarray um but after talking to her it's kind of just the way she is she uh she loves working with her potions and um mixing new tonics um and in talking with her Uh, She would tell you that she actually got started here because she was the one that discovered the fever tree. Um, So she, she, her claim to fame is that she discovered this um, and now she's able to, you know, have a comfortable life selling that and exporting that. But if you were to talk to her a little bit more, she would tell you that her real passion lies into uh, experimenting with the uh, 
poison secretions of jungle spiders and um, oh. coming up with different things that you can make out of out of that hmm. yeah her name did I tell you her name is Harry Lightstep yes oh yeah okay do we have a picture for her yeah I not an official one <laughs> so just something that I found <laughs> your hairy feet <laughs> yeah yeah and actually I didn't I put this in the journal I forgot to show you something that I found for Theo Savato so that was just kind of a little bit of a thing that I came up with him um yep so you guys spend the rest of the day kind of just getting settled in um figuring out the town, going around helping in whatever way you can, you know, maybe talking with some of the people who've already established presences there and whatnot, and um, at the end of the day, you're able to go back and have a good night's rest wherever you guys are staying. Um, do you think that you, you guys would all go to the same place, or do you think that you kind of have split? I'm sure that Miyabe and Aluna have gone to the same place, but Abner and Krimit, have you um, so kind of tagged hit. along with them? No, probably the stone hall is the closest thing you'd find to an inn. We're taking a and sinus more like a, stay, or yeah, sorry. Like. Yeah, if you wanted them to, they would, they could, or you could just stay in the stone hall, which is more of like a communal area. Wherever is for now. the uh, most convenient for everyone. Whatever's the cheapest. Like this. <laughs> Okay, probably the stone hall it would be the, the best place to stay then. Um, and again, I think that one was this building. Okay. I'm disappointed. So you guys have a good night's rest. Isn't the gray one? Isn't the this building one? that is obviously yeah. <laughs> stone. Well, that's the counting house. That's the bank. <laughs> I mean, this could easily have been a bank and then make the stone hall the gray one. Well, I'm sorry, you can take that up with the people that wrote the module. Yeah, I will. Give me their names. <laughs> Give me their emails. Oh, of course it was James Jacobs. No, it was actually, the author of this is Thurston Hillman, who actually wrote the Darklands Revisited before. as well. I love um, that name, Thurston. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, so... Thurston. Um, I think he may have participated in some of the RPG writing contests, and then eventually I think he was employed by Paizo. I could be wrong about that, but... Fantastic um, cowboy wizard name. Thurston Hillman. That's a great <laughs> cowboy wizard name. Like, oh, man. I don't know. I think Abner Calhoun is, is pretty good. Yeah, so I knew I recognized that name. He is on the front cover for part three, four... Okay, just part three and four of Iron Fang Invasion. Oh, so we'll be familiar with this work. Yeah. 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 Cool. Ooh, interesting. I'm confusing building arrangements. Who did uh, did the (laughs) one on that one? Book one was Amber Scott, I think it said. Amber Scott. Good job on book one. I'm sure it doesn't get a lot of love, by and large, because I don't think survival games fill that power fantasy a lot of people like to play through, you know, when they role play, but I thought it was very well written, and I absolutely love the opening sequence, uh, as well as the Um, okay, so the next morning, you guys would wake up, 
and you start getting around and whatnot. And before too long, uh, Sheriff Adela shows up again and she'll kind of come over to you and she'll be like, uh, good morning, my friends. I hope you slept well in your in your lodgings last night. I would like to treat you to breakfast if you have a moment. I, I would like to speak with you some more. Absolutely. Okay. So she'll take you in the stone hall to an area where they have basically a little cafe, cafeteria. Um, so for breakfast this morning, uh, she'll treat you to um, a few drinks of your choice. Uh, you know, alcoholic, non-alcoholic coffee, whatever you want. Um, and then they will have eggs and roasted dica seeds and fried taro. Um, and she'll sit down and she'll, you know, just say, so, uh, what brings you to Pride and Hearth to stay with us? This is not, not really people's first place to come. What brings you all here? Don't all speak at once. Sorry, I was looking something up. <laughs> I came here because I wanted to prove that I could become a hero. That is a noble goal, and I hope that you are able to accomplish that while you are here. Me too, otherwise I'd be very disappointed. Well, I, I came here for a dual purpose, if I'm being honest. I hope to learn more about my arcane abilities while also incorporating my piece of equipment that you noticed earlier, while also trying to secure a bit of coin for me and my family. Well, I'm sure that you will find that this area is ripe for the picking, I should say. Uh, we welcome all who would open trade routes here, as we are trying to expand. So, your presence here is very welcome, my friend. Well, that is excellent to hear. I am on a journey. Do you know what an Irin Mata is? And if she speaks polyglot, she would. I do. The time has come for me to learn more of the world, so I have done that. Miabe here is my protector. We I'm are... sorry, what, what, what is that? Uh, uh, what did you say now? Do you speak polyglot or you can do a knowledge local? No, sir, I do not. I'm just asking you to, or ma'am, I do not know what you said. I'm just you asking you to explain what I it is. I you for a man. <laughs> I thought that was out of character. I forgot your voice. Um, no. <laughs> she, she'll explain. Basically, it's like a um, a journey of self-discovery, like a faith journey. Even is a made-up word. Okay, so like a walkabout. Like a walkabout. Got Australian themes going on here in this AP. I like, like it. Like a walkabout. I like it. Well, that is very noble, and I hope that while you are here, you can come to find what you are looking for. And if not, then perhaps your journey will lead you from here with more knowledge than what you came with. I must confess, I asked to have breakfast with you for a dual purpose myself. Uh, this may be a bit sudden, but your actions yesterday on the docks have shown your character and you all seem to be people who can handle yourselves so forgive me for being presumptuous but I was wondering if you might 
help me with something that's a bit of an issue that we have that has come up. Um, basically, uh, we have a small fort to the south that we man that keeps watch for problems, uh, mostly for, from uh, wandering lizard folk tribes or some of the animals that you find in the jungle. Uh, but unfortunately, we have not heard from this fort in two weeks. Uh, it's not exactly unheard of. Uh, the military presence there is quite poor. But I am still a bit concerned. Uh, the fort's commander is a close friend of mine, and it is unlike him to send no word at all for so long. Uh, I was wondering if the four of you might do us a favor and check out this fort you see perhaps perhaps I'm thinking nothing of it. perhaps it is not a big deal and they are just busy doing something but I cannot help but think that there is something greater going on here that I'm missing and I worry for my friends and for those stationed at this fort uh, again I am sorry for springing this on you as soon as you arrived but at this point, I don't know of many others who would be willing or able to do something like this. Uh, sure. I'll go. What do you think happened? I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, they haven't sent word in a while, but perhaps they have just been busy or they have not thought of it. Uh, but I do fear some of the animals in the jungle and in the swamp and I just want to make sure that they are all safe and if so I would like to have someone come back and report that. Unfortunately my men here we are already understaffed and trying to take care of the new people that are coming in along with keeping the peace here has proved to be a challenge so unfortunately I do not feel I can send any of them and I do not feel I can go myself but if you would be willing to do this favor for me, I would be very grateful to you. What kind of animals? Oh, there are dinosaurs out there. It's possible that there has been an attack by a dinosaur. I, I do not know. Uh, another possibility that we have had run-ins with before is the troll named Gola. Uh, she is very feisty and has plagued this community more than once. It is possible that she has caught wind of our fort and has instead taken her wrath out on them. I hope that to not be the case, but it is a possibility. I think Kermit looks kind of a little bit shaken. Um, oh, I, I'm originally from a swamp and there are some big snakes there and spiders, they try to eat me all the time. Dinosaurs, that's... I'll go if he goes! He points to Miyabi. <laughs> You'd probably see any of you. Um, the moment there was a mention of dinosaurs, there was kind of like a flash of excitement in Miyabe's eyes. <laughs> and he would say, Yes, if I can help, then I will do what I can. He wants to go wrangle a gator. He's a he's a hunter. He likes like he wants to hunt down. I think I might have taken it out of one of his goals. Nope. One of the goals is hunt and slay a triceratops or similar mighty beast. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's let it live there. Awesome. 
Very optimistic. Very optimistic. Abe here. He will protect you. I can promise you that. I will go with him. She's talking to the, the sheriff. And we will do this for you. What? She'll, oh, she'll look oh, right okay. at Abner and she'll say, And you, my friend, if I have caught wind of your character, know that I am willing to pay. I will give each of you, well, actually not each of you, I will give all of you a hundred gold up front to cover any of your expenses or equipment. And should you return with word of what happened, I will give you fifty gold after that. Kind of showing her hand how much she's actually willing to pay, huh? <laughs> well, I didn't do the math in my head. I should have said twenty-five gold each to a hundred. Well, ma'am, you've been a most gracious host, and I speak many languages, but you are speaking my favorite, which is coin. I reckon I'd be more than willing to help for adequate payment. Say, could we do uh, 200 gold pieces to start before we go out on this venture? Uh, make a diplomacy check. I only speak common. Linguistics to speak coin. He maxes out the phrase. Good job, Abner. Now she's only gonna pay seventy-five. She's like, these people aren't worth it. Okay, but hang on, hang on. That was a six for all of you listening. He rolled a six. Ma'am, I can assure you that my unique skill set within this venture will be more than up to the challenge. I am a master wizard and as i said i speak many languages uh one of which is the language of the lizard folk which certainly will be of help i'm sure in this venture and can i try a bluff instead (laughs) (laughs) oh god sure go ahead i knew i should have put a rank in diplomacy (laughs) got the same Um, same base roll for both of those mm -hmm. yeah right a five for each uh so she'll look at you and kind of uh give a a bit of a an embarrassed smile and she'll say i apologize my friend but i do not have more gold to give you otherwise i i know that i am asking a lot i would have offered you more gold up front but unfortunately 100 is a fair penny for us and that is all that i can give you from the treasury at this point but if you do come back i can promise you 50 gold and if you are willing to go i can write you a letter of credit to give to the counting house now for the full amount if you need that to supply yourselves well then we are in agreement because it just so happens that mr calhoun's trade empire works on credit we have no issue here we shall sally forth and look into this matter immediately well i do have some suggestions uh, before you set out i would encourage you to talk with some of the locals here who might be able to help you equip yourselves for the journey. Uh, For one, you may check out the conservatorium. Uh, Harry Lightstep works there. She might be able to help you. Uh, Also, the Northwind Smithy and the Oyen Emporium. And if you would like that letter of credit, she'll um, pull out a piece of paper and she'll start jotting something down on a piece of paper. 
um, and then she'll fold it up and she'll pull a stamp out of her pocket and like stamp it. Uh, give this to Baldra at the counting house and she will give you what you need for the journey. Uh, at this point, I would say that there is some urgency, but since we have not heard from them from two weeks already, uh, take time to supply yourselves before you set out and then she'll kind of give you a rough idea of where to go. She'll say, the the road to the south will lead to the fort if you continue along it. Uh, you should not have any trouble finding it. It is several miles south. Uh, let me see. Oh, 12 miles south. So if you were to journey for maybe three or four hours, you might be able to make it by foot. Okay, so it's not too far away. To the fort. Yeah, to the southeast. Okay. Jason. Yes, what? Who wrote that? I don't know. Jason. (laughs) And now we get paid five gold pieces. I already showed that on Jason. When did you write that? Like, just now? Or has it been there for a while? It's been there for a while. Oh, my gosh. I uh, didn't scroll down until I was looking at where the road went, and I saw a text. Uh, Yeah. There, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what I have to say about that. So, was that 100 gold for all four of us? Yeah, so it's a total of 100 gold, and then an additional 50 gold when you came back, but she gave you a letter of credit Credit. um, so that you could get that now. So we each have 150 gold to spend on additional... No. No. No, no, no. We we all have 150. We have 150 collectively. Collectively. Based on Abner, he's got 100, and we have 50 for the three of us. (laughs) 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 I'm sure... sure, We we got the stamped credit. That's what we can see. So consume... Yeah. Yeah, some fever bark mm-hmm. is what Abner wants to buy since he knows about it. So he'll go to the conservatory because he doesn't need anything else as far as he's aware. Okay. All right. So you'll go to the conservatorium. Um, and you go in there and um, you you can speak with Harry. And, oh, gosh, I can't come up with voices on the spot. Um <clears throat> Nope, I can't come up with anything. Everyone here happens to speak the same way. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, like in, it's like in Avatar, that one episode in the Fire Nation where the one guy just puts a different hat on. It's yeah. the same guy. I'm Doc, like- and this is my brother, Shu. <laughs> my name's Doc, because I work at Doc's. This is Shu. This whole town's just one person. <laughs> so, one person um... So, Harry will come in and she'll... Uh, is there anything... It, like specifically that you're looking for there so like fever bark obviously some okay. of her some of her brew her i don't know whatever she has made that makes it so you don't get malaria or if you do you can cure it um and then i don't know like huh antitoxin and anti-plague 50 gold pieces each <laughs> oh um I don't know. Uh, does insect repellent exist in Pathfinder? Some <laughs> citronella candles is what Abner wants. And he's going to strap them to his shoulder. <laughs> so if you go in there, she'll be like, Hey, welcome. Uh, at the moment, unfortunately, I don't really have 
a lot of stuff on me because I'm a bit short on supplies, but I could probably spare some Cure Light Wounds potions. Uh, maybe some alchemical stuff. I can give you some of that fever bark if you want. But hey, if you could do me a solid, I, I kind of... I need some alchemical stuff to continue making some of my my potions. Um, <laughs> Your potions. So if you could keep an eyeball out for these, I, I would appreciate it muchly. Uh, I can give you a reward if you come back with some of these samples. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't really have too much in stock because I haven't been able to get out and get some of my my stuff. Well, if you could offer us a significant discount on those Cure Light potions and uh, some of your uh, world-famous fever bark, then I am sure I could keep my eyes open for these alchemical ingredients. Yeah, you know what? Like, you seem like a nice guy. So, what if I gave it to you at 20% off? Well, I was thinking more 30, but I think we could meet in the middle at 25% off. Hey, go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check. Hey, um, I didn't take a rank in diplomacy. Why do you I hate love, me? I love how the venture capitalist <laughs> has not put any available skills to negotiate the price <laughs> at all. Do you get diplomacy? Do you get ranks in I get five ranks! I get five ranks! That's all I get! Did you put any in appraisal? Appraisal, yes. I put one in appraisal. I put one in bluff. I put one in linguistics. And then it just seemed right to put one in spellcraft and one in use magic device. I didn't have any left for diplomacy. Uh, I, would put, I would put one in diplomacy. Hey, you could use your uh, favorite class bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll look at you and smile and she'll be like, yeah, 20% off. That sounds real good. You're a smart guy. Yeah. Let's go with that. 20% off. That's That's pretty fair. You know, I'm... I think that's generous. That, that is generous, my good woman. You are indeed correct, and I apologize for trying to hustle any better deal from you. You are being more than generous. And then I guess we'll buy some cure light wounds potions and some finger marks. Is, is she visibly like um, inebriated in some way, shape, or form, or is that just how she talks? <laughs> um, <laughs> she's definitely. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to be polite more than if she if she She's ripped out of a gourd. Something, if not marijuana, so, something, something. Please don't say perception. Uh, roll a sense motive, or a knowledge nature, if you have that. I can do both of those. I'll pretend I um, sense motive, or you said knowledge nature. Oh, snap crackle! I know what she's on. I'll do sense motive. Let's see if okay. I know better. You know better. Oh my gosh, you do. Yeah. Okay, so Aluna, so Aluna has a twenty-five, <laughs> Abner has a three, <laughs> and Krim has a, a natural twenty for a twenty-three. Um, so you can tell from her demeanor um, that she's definitely not necessarily in her right mind. And if you were to ask around, they would tell you that she likes to experiment with her stuff, like, on herself. And a lot of what she ends up coming up with kind of has a hallucinogenic 
effect. So she's just constantly like in this state of stupor um, at all of the different stuff that she imbibes. Um, one being these different things that she makes from the secretions of these jungle spiders. Um, people would also warn you that uh, maybe be a little bit careful about what you get from her. Uh, nothing malicious, but sometimes the stuff that she prepares might have a chance of containing some of those hallucinogenic ingredients. Not on oh. purpose. So Abner oh. couldn't haggle with the, the NPC that definitely eats Tide Pods. <laughs> Basically. I am the best merchant Basically. that has ever existed ever in the history of ever. <laughs> yeah, 20% sounds good, man. <laughs> I quit! I can't even beat the stoned halfling at negotiating. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, so uh, so she has three of the Cure Light Wounds potions. Um, the How Fever Bark will just say that... We'll just count that if you get any of the potions, because there's no, like, gold value to that. Okay. So we'll just say that you get some of that. Um, did you want to get a handful of uh, wood free. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here's some free wood. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you actually wanted to buy any of those potions, but she has three of those available. Why are you licking me? <laughs> Yes, the, gold, the potions are 40 gold each. So, I feel like Miyabe would just kind of walk up to the counter and he'd just put, like, all of his coins on the counter and be like, how many of these do you need? <laughs> Maybe Miyabe's more my speed as far as capitalism goes. <laughs> Maybe he's the one I should be negotiating. You need to just go back to his uh, home <laughs> country. So or she'll, she'll, yeah. she'll count out the... Uh, She'll kind of, like, one by one, she'll be like, one, two, three, four. And she'll, like, do that for a very long time until she gets um, the 120 gold for the potion. I would say I was going to try to do that, but I guarantee I can't even see up to the counter. <laughs> so I'm oh, yeah. not going to. Oh, no, watching. Like, she's doing it slowly enough that she's not trying to, right. like, she's just... But they take Having care a of good each day. Other. They have. They had a different kind. Yep. All right. So yep. So you will pick up three cure light wounds potions and then well, some of this tonic. Enough, I only have enough to buy two myself. Okay. So I, I just bought one and put it on my character sheet. Okay. Now they would totally buy one for a Luna. Okay. So Josh, you can mark one off there, and I'll mark that off. Yep. Was that using the fifty gold piece credit that we have, or no? Or is that just your straight money, Jason? So, I had money, and then we got 25 gold, right? Yes. This is like a flat 25. That's including right. just the 25 gold. I didn't do anything with credit. Okay, so we're adding that to our sheets. All right. Yeah, so you guys could split that up and say you each got 25 gold from the 100. And then you don't have the 50 yet. You'd have to actually go to the counting house to get that with the letter of credit. Yeah, so I had like 90 some gold worth with that 25 so i just marked off 80 gold to get those two potions okay she only had three right yeah yes yep so i took one and i gave one to a luna so there's still one left i can't afford one without the credit so go ahead brandon if you want to buy the third <laughs> one i'm broke i don't know if you guys know this or not but wizards do not start with a lot of money <laughs> I will you don't say. That's my 
ammo money, but we're going to gamble it. So, all right. So, I'm down to nine gold. Can't shoot things if you're dead. I could use pebbles, remember? <laughs> That's true. All well, right. my friendly amphibian, it just so happens, while I may not know much about the firearm itself, I have procured the magic by which we can make our own bullets. I think we're going to get along. We were going to get along famously, my good frog. I want to be famous. I'm sure you do, and Abner will walk towards the counting house. <laughs> I don't even know if my character has teeth. I guess not. They're kind of gums, but he just kind of like smiles, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, that's a disturbing... <laughs> Like the rock pants, I mean, for a frog. I don't think he's got teeth. He smiles like a frog would smile. Have you ever seen one smile? I've never seen a I frog smile. I, but just pretend. No, we can't hear you, Josh. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely better. losing his mind over there because he doesn't know why we can't hear him. Oh, this is great. Let's keep going. I don't know. The role play is going so smooth without him, you know? So, I guess Abner walks off, so he leaves. That the good sheriff gave us, and then he's gonna walk over there, because he can't afford anything anyway without that credit. Can y'all so hear me now? Yes. yes. Oh, there you are. I don't know why. Sometimes my mic says it's on, it's got the recording light like it's on, everything's on, and it just doesn't work. I don't know why. It's okay. probably user error. We have a button on our side that we push to keep you muted. Well, <laughs> maybe. I was like, just saying, though, it's a shame if I hadn't given away a whole platinum, I'd have enough to afford an antitoxin, which would have been really nice. Um, I'm sure that won't be necessary. Well, wait a minute. How many is a, a silver piece? Ten of them makes a gold piece, right? Yes. Yes. So I have 37 gold pieces. I mean, like, I had enough that I could have bought an anti-plague or anti-toxin instead of one of those pure light wounds. Well, if we pulled the rest of your money and the rest of mine, can we get both? I have one platinum, four silver, six copper. All right, so just so that's take, take three like more, gold more gold pieces off of yours. Okay, so I will go from one platinum to seven gold. And um, based on the information that we gathered, Sarah, I'll, I'll roll a gather information check if you want. Do we want the anti-plague or the anti-toxin? It's really a um, toss-up, you know? It, it is a toss-up, yeah. yeah. I feel... So here's my here's my thinking. Miyabe wouldn't be smart enough to think I think this. toxin is my thought right away. I think toxin I think because toxin. we've got the bark for, like, malaria. Right. right. So I think poisons would be more... I think, I think the same thing, but I'll, I'll go ahead and roll the check just because the loon is out of her element a little bit. Yeah, that probably would be the general consensus. Okay, if she asks around. So, um, I, I'll spend the rest of my gold. I've got eight copper to my name. I now am, in fact, uh, penny. And I will go ahead okay. and grab a potion. Potion? Is a potion of antitoxin? Yeah. Antitoxin is just a chemical item. It's yeah. not a potion, it's just an like item. a vial of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, with the Cure Light Wounds potions, when you guys use those, let me know. <laughs> Remind <Ooh>. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all are going to taste colors. I, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll put a little note. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, all wounds right. So spontaneously becomes inflict light wounds. <laughs> uh, Abner is heading to the counting house. Are the rest of you just following him, or are you going off to the other places yourselves? Um, Miyabe has no idea what credit is, so he doesn't really care <laughs> about that. Um, okay. So I mean, like, I feel like Miyabe would probably just like once we've bought all these items, he would just be he would want to like set up a meet like maybe the gate or something and just yeah. have everybody meet up there and he'd just start heading in that direction. Aluna would be with him. She knows what credit is, but doesn't care what credit is. For, okay. For as far as she's concerned, Abner could have the rest of the 50. They got what they needed. I guess I'm just going to follow Dinosaur Slayer. Miyabe. Okay, so Abner's going off on his own? Sure. Split the party. Split the party already! We haven't even left the city yet. And then okay. a fire breaks out of the counting house, and there's a safe situation. You all have to work <laughs> together. Unfortunately, there's only one of you. So, so you you would head to the counting house, and you walk in, and there's nobody at the counter, but there's a little bell. Um, so you ring the bell, and a few seconds pass by, and then you hear some shuffling come from the back, and you see this uh, old old woman. Uh, appears to be a human woman come walking forward and she goes oh my apologies uh, these old bones don't move as fast as they used to uh, what what can I do for you my my dear boy Abadar's blessings young lady I've got here a credit note given by your fine sheriff that I would like to redeem Oh, that's quite interesting. Here, let me see. Uh, are you by chance a, a follower of Abadar yourself? Uh, yes, ma'am, I am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, I see you have good taste, then. Abadar's, Abadar's blessing on you as well. Uh, she'll take the paper from you and she'll read over it and she'll say, Oh, are you you're going to Fort, Fort Breakthrough, are you? Yes, ma'am, that's our intention. Oh, oh. Um, so she'll kind of take the note and she'll start shuffling to the back. And um, after a few minutes, she'll shuffle forward with a small uh, coin purse and she'll put it on the counter and say, uh, I hate to ask this of you, but uh, if you're heading to Fort Breakthrough, would you be able to check on my assistant, uh, her name is Quinn Vanicus. She went to the fort to do a short tour of duty, and she hasn't come back when she was supposed to. And as you can tell, I don't operate well around here without my assistance. Uh, if you would be willing to see what has happened to her, uh, should the worst have happened, if you could bring her body back, I would give you 20 gold to check in on what's gone on at the fort. Is her body linked to the 20 gold? If I find her body and I'm unable to procure her remains, but I bring back word of her demise, would I still be paid? Of course. Yeah, that's not contingent. I mean, if she's alive and well, then any news on her would give you the 20 gold, but... Uh, well, Abaddon hoping she's alive and well, but I'm just trying to understand your request. Of course, I would never cheat you out of information. If you have any information at all, uh, I would appreciate it, and it would be worth every penny. 
Every copper. I don't know what a penny is. What what was her name again, my fine lady? Uh, Quinn Vanicus. Quinn Vanicus. Well, I will certainly endeavor to find her or locate information about her whereabouts. I do appreciate it. I I can't stand the thought of a loyal servant of Abadar being alone in the untamed reaches of this savage place. Absolutely, I understand. Yep, so... Uh, yep, check on the fort, check on the assistant for 20 gold, uh, gather herbs. She... Yeah, the herbs, she just said that she would give you a reward. Yeah, a reward. Who knows? Maybe it's, um, some of the herbs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Alright, so, um, you could choose to check out the... Smithy or the Emporium, or you can just head out. It's up to you. The Emporium. Uh, Phil yeah. Josh Brain was an Emporium. <laughs> that's like the general goods store. Okay. Like uh, that's where market. the, like non, a, like the non-magical supplies would brain. be. Like an actual Emporium. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yep. Um, I mean, we can check Also there. serve the post office. But we don't have any more money. Same thing with the Smithy. I could use myself I mean, to work Buckler, but... I've still got seven gold if you needed something else. I don't. No, I don't need anything else. Even if yeah. I did, there's nothing. There's I mean, nothing yeah. Gold or less. Miyabe's good. He's got all the weapons he needs, the armor he needs. Uh, he's got like the basic stuff like rope and grappling hook and mm-hmm. torches and stuff. So I think I'm good to go. I think I'm very good to go. I've got an antitoxin in case one of the party members gets sick. I can deliver that. I've got a potion of cure light wounds for three of us. Which is Miyabe, Aluna, and Abner? Question mark? Or... Uh-huh. Uh, Abner said he didn't have the money for the third potion, I think. I have the third one. So yeah, Kermit bought it. Um, the only thing that I would possibly want, Sarah, would be another pound of lead or tin or some soft metal if it's available at either the smithy or the... I mean, smithy would probably be the best bet for something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can make alloys okay. with tin, can't you? That's the thing, right? Yeah. You mix tin with um bronze, or copper, bronze. copper, copper. Yeah. Copper. One of those. Look, in my RuneScape days, <laughs> tin and copper makes bronze. Makes bronze. There you go. <laughs> good man. Good man. Good game. Okay. So you so want to check out the smithy? Yeah. To see yeah, if you I'll can. Go over there. Yeah. Okay. Alloys. All right. So you went to the. Whoop. What was that, Josh? Oh, just alloys are cool. Like, as a concept, the combination of metals. <laughs> Alright, so you head to the smithy, and uh, you would be greeted by a uh, half-elf man um, who's, you know, pounding away on the anvil as you approach. And he would kind of stop, and he would say, uh, Good morning to you. What can I, what can I do for you? Does he have a crossbow pointed at me? Abner Dove, that's how you negotiate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. It's high noon. Good, it's high. good morning to you, 
Good sir, I don't think the crossbow is necessary. I, I only wanted to come by and inquire as to whether or not you had any uh, soft metals that I might procure for myself. I'm, I'm looking to get uh, about a pound of uh, uh, tin or, or lead or some other soft metal. Would you have anything like that available? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about the crossbow. It's not loaded. It's just a precaution. You never know what kind of people you can get around here. Uh, he'll, he'll set that down. Um, yeah, certainly aren't going to gain customers pointing crossbows at them. Well, I was just showing off my fine craftsmanship. It's well, nice fine it is indeed. That is a fine looking crossbow. Yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate it if I say so myself. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, would you say you needed some metal? I've got some of that, so he would be able to give you whatever metal you need. Um, for the rest of your gold pieces. Yeah, I think it was what, like a pound is two gold or something like that. Yep. Yes. All right. So I don't know how much you were planning on buying, but he would be able to supply you a reasonable amount. I mean, just, up to. Just- like maybe two pounds okay yeah he could give you two pounds it's like a my ask what you're using all this metal for are you in the smithing business yourself and he kind of starts giving you a look like are you here to take over my job well sir i am most certainly not in the smithing business i i don't know if my frame gives it away but i have never swung a hammer in my life I actually uh, practice the more arcane arts, and I use these uh, metals to make myself uh, ammunition for this here firearm. Well, I'll be. That's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, can I take a look at that? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm more than happy to let you look at it. No, bang, 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 bang. Abner is now dead. Accidentally discharges wow. the weapon. It ricochets <laughs> off of all the stone in the building. I don't know how Abner had a quad barrel gun, but that was ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't know you could hit those. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to say this is fine craftsmanship indeed. I might have to chat with you some more about this. Uh, do you do you have time today to to talk about this? Oh well, I am joining uh, some recently acquired acquaintances and uh, venturing into the wilds to uh, visit. I believe you call it uh, 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 Fort. Um, Well, at the moment, I can't remember what the name of the fort is, but we are sallying forth in order to check on that fort. So I I don't have a lot of time today, uh, but I'd be more than happy to discuss this fine piece of equipment when I return. You owned a Fort Breakthrough, then, is that that what you're saying? Oh, yes, that's the name of it, Fort Fort, uh, Break something. He'll hand the crossbow back to you, and he'll say... Listen, uh, I don't mean to put more work on you. I don't know what you're heading to the fort for, but uh, I sent a shipment there not too long ago, and I never received payment for it. Uh, it was 10 swords and 144 crossbows. If you could talk to them there and see if you can get you know, the, the payment for it, I'm expecting 95 gold. Uh, if you can get that payment or if they don't want the supplies anymore if you could bring that back uh listen i 
I'm not a charity here. I know they need the, the the I know they need the ammunition and the swords, but I can't work for free. So, uh, you know, if it, if you come across it, if you could find that stuff for me, uh, I'll give you a 10% discount on any for future purchases if you're able to do this for me. Well, sir, I I do like the cut of your jib, so I would be more than happy to help you acquire your um payment for your fine work uh i will see what can be done i i appreciate it and i look forward to when you get back and maybe we can chat more about this about this machinery that you've got here it's quite impressive i would uh i would only ask that perhaps you take this crossbow back and uh hand me my firearm there and i'll be on my way oh i, I i'm sorry that was a slip of the hand i totally unintentional uh here here you can well it certainly happens i didn't find any malice in your behavior i'm sure you uh your mind was elsewhere but i will i will do my best to acquire your uh nascent payment well surely much obliged like the min maxer i am um realizing that there's a side quest at each of these aluna's gonna go to the emporium But might as well accept them all. It only took you three out of four to pick up on that. I didn't see the exclamation points on the map here, so I was confused by yeah, that. Yeah, I thought they would glow yellow, but that was... That was we're, we're playing on legendary mode where all the HUD stuff is gone, oh, so it's makes, very roguelike. Yeah, oh, all the quests were probably in that white space originally, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, probably like detailed yeah, out so we can see them. There's a lot of other stuff down there now. You see a courier run up and says, I have a letter for you. Joking Your eyes you. only. Asmo- are those stars or are you worshipping Satan there? Because a- Asmodeus has that same upside down star as his unholy symbol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'll head to the Emporium and you'll walk in and see. Um, actually. No, I don't actually go there. Her- oh, you don't? No. Okay. Alrighty then. Unless we, we should, but we never called it. So yeah, unless Crimit had a reason. Like I, we don't, we really don't have anything more to buy that we need. You know what I mean? I mean, there's nothing my character really needs to. He's just following around the big hulking protective man. Yeah. Unless the sheriff told us to go there, yeah. I don't think we probably would. Correct. Unless she, uh, I think she told us to ask around, but right. Yes, yeah, she suggested. But she didn't. She personally suggests that you go to those places and speak to them. Uh, but you didn't have to. Well, in that case, yeah, that's enough direction. We were told. Yeah, I mean, and she might suggested as well. we go there. Okay, so you will go to the emporium. Okay. Uh, so you walk into the emporium and you hear some uh, noises coming from the back room, and it doesn't appear that anybody has heard you enter. Make my presence known. What what kind of noises do I hear? Just like shuffling noises and uh, things being moved and footsteps. I take a moment to inspect the wares. Uh, is there anything that stands out as something that we might actually want? Uh, we're here. Um, looking around, it's really just odds and ends. Uh, non-magical supplies. So you'd get farm tools are there. Uh, cooking pots and pans and uh, backpacks and things like that. No. I don't think I need any of that stuff. Okay. Um, and, no- and then you leave. <laughs> and then I leave. <laughs> uh, but nobody um, says anything to her or whoever. Who all's there? Who's there with me? 
Yeah, they would. Probably I would have followed with you guys. So we went in. Does she say anything, or is she yeah, just in the back? She, she She's in the back. <clears throat> Straight up, Aluna just pulled the. Can we help you find anything? No, I'm just browsing, and then left. Like. <laughs> I would yes. I know that pain. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just browsing. Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable. I hate doing that to people. I always well, get pressured into buying stuff. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, it's pressure, awful. But uh, it's good for me to sell things. Right. Um, I guess I just gotta speak up. Um, hello? What? There's somebody here? Cassia, the door! Oh, wait. You're dead. And then this lady comes shuffling out. She's like, sorry about that. I thought that Cassia was gonna get you, but I forgot she died. And left me here to deal with all the customers. Uh, what a pain. Anyway, what can I do for you? So out of get was that Sarah forgetting that somebody's dead, or was that her actually <laughs> thinking somebody was dead? That was that was in character. Okay, I'm just checking. Amazing. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're here. We're gonna go to check on the four, and it was highly suggested that we come visit your establishment um, to see if there's any information you can give us. Well, who would have told you to do that? The sheriff. Oh, would she now have? Oh, typical. Typical of Adela. Uh, listen, it just so happens that I do actually need something delivered. If you didn't know, this is kind of the post office here, so... Man, this accent just started to come out, and I'm going with it, it's so that's it. what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not how it started. Uh, uh, yeah, so I have this parcel here that uh, I've got to send to the Widowill Farmstead, which is on the way to the, the fort, and if you would do me a favor, they need some of these supplies for their farm, and uh, yeah, if you'd be willing to take it with you, uh, I can give them the, su- the supplies to you in my handy haversack, and you could borrow that for a while if you need to use it. That's mildly convenient of you. Well, what can sure. I say? In modules, you get side quests. This is a side quest. Take it or leave it. Well, I accept. Ding, 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 ding. I can't carry this. It, sir, I kind of like tug at your loincloth or whatever you have, Miyabi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's... He's, he's wearing hide armor, so... Oh, I tug on the hide armor. Hello? Yes, what uh, can I do for you? Can you carry these things? They probably weigh as much as I do. Of course I can. It weighs five pounds. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much I weigh. <laughs> <laughs> how much you can carry. So she gave us a handy haversack, you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I will mark that on my sheet. That's awesome. And- wow. Hmm. I got 10% off from the blacksmith. <laughs> so that'll come in huge handy as a wizard. We, we got like a I mean, super powerful magical item, actually. You're currently holding the 50 gold you got from the counting house, so... Yeah, how much is a haversack? A lot. Can I buy yeah, one for 50 gold? 2,500? <laughs> is that right? No. No, no. no it's 2,000. Hey, <clears> look <throat> what I haggled for with my looks alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are an adorable amphibian. Um, great. So with that, we set out first to the farm. Yeah, and so, um... Oh, well, for bye, accepting Vera, a I hope you find your dead person. He walks out. 
hope you find your dead <laughs> um so for accepting adela's offer to check out the fort you are awarded 600 xp and then you are awarded 200 xp for each of the npcs that you talked with for a oh, total of 800 xp so another 200 Bring us up to 300 yeah. just just got 400 XP for you guys. We are going to the count house and to the blacksmith. Well, I yeah. have <laughs> more XP, so. Wait, you no, 450. 800 total, right? We're at 800. We're at 450 each. Oh, 450 each. Wow, that's a lot. Should we be tracking that, or are you tracking that? I am tracking that. Okay. He's tracking it, but I'm also tracking it. Cool. But, uh, yeah. I love how we're getting One with nothing else on it yet. <laughs> I love That's how we're I'm getting trying. experience just for taking the quests. Yeah. I wish all RPGs were like that. It's just like, I mean, taking the quests, you got the somewhere. experience. They'll give you like Man, you could level up so fast without doing anything. Yeah. Some are, you could just have the same conversation loops with the character, and they keep awarding you XP for telling you the same things. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bug at all. Brave adventurer, <laughs> so. join me on my quest to aid in the conquest of this nation. Sure, I accept. Well, you just do it over and over and over. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Yeah. Or it's like in Fable when you get to the point where you need to either get gold or disappoint the people and you just do the cheat where you can get infinite gold and then everybody's happy and you save the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I did that every time. <laughs> that's, the, that's the dumb thing about that game is you can just like blacksmith a billion swords and save the world. Um, yep. yep. That sounds like a great storyline if you ask me. Tale of the Blacksmiths. <laughs> I hear All like right, I so... the Tiger playing. So we go south out of yeah. this gate here. It's Ira the Tiger. Southeast. Oh, out of, oh, out of wow, that was, that was on par with Frampton. Ire of the Tiger. Ire of the Tiger. Wow. Do you was... regret this yet, Sarah? New, new <laughs> module great. title. Ire of the Tiger. Ire of the Tiger. What was that? Yeah, yeah great. Three days ago. <laughs> Uh, yep, so as you guys head out, it'll be probably around um, three-ish hours. You said like 12, uh, 12 miles to get to where you are trying to go. The and farm. I'm, the farm is a lot Yeah, the closer. farm is on the way, right? Yeah, the farm's probably about halfway. So you guys are... Just, here's a letter. Yeah, no, it was basically like you're just delivering supplies to them. Okay. Um, it's like you're playing Mountain Blade, and it's like, if you ever see this noble, please deliver this letter for me. Like, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah all right. basically. Um, we do so. Sorry, I'm just trying to change the ambience, and of course I can't find but what I'm looking Unfortunately, for. their farm is now infested with ghouls. Oh, and... ooh, that's a callback. Wrong RP. Yeah. The, <laughs> not, the a skin, not a flayed skin. Not a flayed skin. Yeah, no. That'd be, that'd be. Every farm um, I've ever gone to in an AP has had an ambush, so I'm surprised this was just a safe journey. Farms are dangerous places in Galarian. They are. <laughs> actually, actually, we have gone to so much farmland in our one AP, and it's all been dangerous. Like all been super dangerous. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> So you guys would notice as you head out that uh, the clouds start to get darker and coming in from the ocean is a rainstorm. So it does start to rain as you guys head south and you stop 
by the um, the farmland and talk with the, the humans there. And they offer to you that if you need a place to stay on your way back, that you're welcome to uh, stay at their house uh, overnight if it's late when you're heading back. Um, and basically the condition was that you deliver the supplies to them, but you were able to hold on to the handy haversack for the time being. So you can use that for your own things if you need to. Okay. Um, so after a couple of hours, um, you can see the fort coming in the distance. Um, and the first thing that stands out to you is the gate so the shattered remains of a heavy wooden door lie strewn across this opening in the log walls. Several of the flinders are trampled into the dirt. Some pieces of wood still remain attached to large metal hinges at the side of the exposed entrance. And let me pop us over here. This is not a good sign. I got a bad feeling, Abe. I can't see anything with all your gargantuan standing in front of me. No one can see anything. We are in the black. They certainly could use a carpenter to help fix their entrance. I have dark vision, Sarah. Why can't I see anything? You should be able to see some things. Oh, you gotta scroll down. Apparently you don't have that. Down. Yeah, you bottom left. Whoa, I'm so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Boom. Multiple times. I'm, a, I'm an eagle fit. <laughs> oh my goodness, me too. I was the biggest frog you've ever seen. Oh no. Oh no. Wait, I'm, is... You're not a medium creature, are you, Kermit? No, he's small. I'm small. Yeah, I should be tiny based on you know logical standpoint, but I am. Yeah, the the height range there doesn't make sense. Because oh, we we discussed that in uh, the other game there with uh, yep. Jason's other character. Yeah, yep. And you're not an actual no, I don't giant or a large creature. So no, I'm medium as well. Plot twist: I am a giant. Just a t- small one, but I do happen to have a large square token. <laughs> I'm glad to see that my hit points are below everyone else's. <laughs> large, large man, please yep. stand in front of me at all times. <laughs> you are a wizard, you know, after all. This, this works out because um, Kermit identifies as a giant, so... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> stay large. I see no problem with this. All right, so you approach, you can see that the gate has been kind of torn down a bit. Sarah, I do need you to resize me. I can't do it myself. Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting for you guys to go smaller. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I wait, I was waiting for you. Hey, there I am. Can you actually that's make my That's my bad. Whoa, where what happened now? Wait. Where did, where did I go? Wait, where did Miyabe go? Off the back uh, I don't know. Well, he, uh, he I died don't fast. Know. <laughs> He vanished! Um, oh, I declare! 
I don't. Where are you? I can't see. I can't select anything. Can you just drag another one of your goons? In the dark. Which direction did you go? I don't know. I just flew off into nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you can just grab a new one. Clearly, Miyabe is a wizard. So clearly, he's just meant to be big. I think. Yeah. It's the situation. Abner We're going to stumble across. off to the sunset. Yeah, your duplicate's going to show up somewhere. I'm selecting the whole map, and I'm not getting anything. Yeah, I, I can't know. see him anywhere, so that's a well, whatever. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Miyabe will go to the front, and he'll take the lead with okay. his hammer, obviously out at the ready. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. And he will quietly, stealthily walk his way up to the gate, maybe there, I guess. Okay. All right. So roll a stealth check. The rest of you are just watching. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I kind of lean over to uh, Josh. How do you say your character's names? Aluna. 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 Is he going to be okay by himself? He will be all right. I promise you that. That's good. I don't know if it's a good time to tell you guys. I've actually never been into a, uh, an altercation before. Like, well, that's certainly not true. You were involved in the altercation at the docks. You helped that uh, rotund man up off the floor. You're right. I did. Okay, this will be my second altercation. Oh, well, then you are a battle-hardened veteran at this point. <laughs> I do not know about that, but I think you will do well, little one. With your moral support, what could go wrong? That is right. <laughs> Look to the stars. Be proud. Kermit looked up. It's daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Abner busts a gut laughing. <laughs> so, oh, uh, I think I was not supposed to take that literally. <laughs> uh, Miyabe, you walk through the opening of this and you're stepping over the remains of... Um, this gate that used to stand in the entrance of the fort. Um, and you look into the the entrance here and you can see across this wide muddy courtyard there are three buildings that cling to the sides of the fort's interior walls. Uh, those to the southwest and the east are sealed tight while the door to the building in the northwest is slightly ajar. A well squats near the northeastern end of the courtyard while a fence between the southwestern and northwestern buildings form a simple animal pen. Two human bodies, quickly decaying in the tropical sun, lie in the mud, one with a spear poking out from its chest. And you would also see um, that helping themselves to these bodies are three small creatures. Actually, I think technically tiny creatures. They're like little velociraptors. Ooh, look at these things. How big yeah, are they, I've got a picture and just... Huh? How big are they? What are they? He's How big are they? She's about to blow it up for us. They are tiny. Yeah. Hey, you know what that means? They gotta get into your square to attack ya. That's a finger. I more or less just wanted yep. to see what their actual height was because I was gonna laugh if they were actually still taller than me being tiny. <laughs> I think you're technically small, so they're smaller than you are. Uh, 
do. I'd look at their height before I say that. I wish you would look at their height. As you walk in. I don't know if it says... Whoever rolls monster lore off the bat just ask for their height. We don't even know anything else. (laughs) No, DR abilities, just what's their height? What's their height? That's gonna help. Um, Typical height or length is one to two feet, so they're probably comparable to you. Or taller. Yes. Well, they, yeah, okay, he, so they he should be definitely be a tiny creature. The, the the sizing for Gripply is off. Yeah. Can we just make him a tiny creature? Yeah. It's not going to affect the balance of the game too much, is it? Yeah, yeah just give Probably me another plus one bit. to AC and, and a plus one to my attack. Sure, why not? Well, you have to be on the same square to attack well, things, too. So it's actually with a, a, gun, kind of a big disadvantage. With a gun? <laughs> oh, that's right. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> so with that, Miyabe, as you're stepping through this... Um, gate, your foot hits one of the pieces of wood and it crashes to the not crashes, but it, you know, hits up against the wall and makes a noise and these three creatures um, their heads pop up and they stare right at you and I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative and Miyabe, you will act in a surprise round Okay, that's the thing is I'm I'm so used to playing Vicket whose stealth is naturally plus 24 like 16's not bad for first level but uh, when you're used to playing somebody who regularly gets 40 to 60 on stealth rolls right I didn't even know why you roll um I'll need help by the way because I forgot so normally when I prepare spells I just have a separate tab but since I'm running the stream today I might have to rely on something I know what spells I have prepared I don't have the text Oh, you mean just to look up what the spells are? Yeah, when I cast them. I thought you meant to track your spells. I'm just like, I mean, you could just get a piece of paper to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't ask too much there. What's paper? I don't understand. Jason, can you just track his spells on the XP sheet you got there? Josh, what spells you got? I got <laughs> Okay, so in the surprise round, they're going to go first. Yeah, I little stinkers. So yeah. Okay. So you gotta turn that down a little bit. Sorry. You can do it in the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it in the thing. Yeah, I got it. I can turn down the master volume. No, no, don't turn okay. the master volume. I'll. You guys don't want to jam? I'll edit it as a jam with my combat music. Sirenscape, really awesome awesome best guys. Yes. Shout out to Sirenscape for providing the audio and ambiance in this. <laughs> this is not a sponsor, but yeah. we appreciate your work. No, seriously though, I really do like. Science. I love science Escape. When we had I'm a it, music person, I was so skeptical fun. about it, but then we did it for that one encounter during the Rise of the Rune Lords campaign, and I was like, "Ooh, this is nice. I want this all the time." Yeah, I wonder if I probably can't find this on the fly. I probably shouldn't, but like a dinosaur sound. They have I doubt these little creatures make. <laughs> I know they do, but it. It's probably like really loud roaring, and these tiny yeah, creatures likely these, don't make. Oh, these the sounds, they just make little squeaks. Yeah, the dinosaur sounds that you're gonna find are not the ones that these things would be. But making. otherwise, for the initiative probably orders, not. we've got uh, Abner with a yeah. twenty, um, Crimis Red Eye, a Marsh Croaker with a fifteen, Aluna with a thirteen, and oh, I missed it, Miyabe having a nine initiative. But he gets one in the surprise round. He does get to act in oh, the surprise yeah. round. So we move into the first round of combat and it tosses over the same. 
I'm sure they yes. rolled lower than a nine. I'm sure. No. So they will uh, look up from their feast and see you alive and well. And you see what their movement is. Alive and well, and they compliment that you're looking great these days. So these are very healthy. Is this difficult terrain or not so much? We can't hear you, Sarah. That, that's difficult there terrain, we so go. we will say that... Can't help but notice, okay. Jason, no. you never put blood splatters on our maps. I didn't yeah. do that. I don't use the... <laughs> I don't use the roll 20 asset. We want to know why, because that's a telltale sign. If it bleeds, you can kill it. Oh. So none of his monsters bleed. <laughs> dinosaur sounds. That was, a good, that was a good job. Yeah, yeah that was a dinosaur roar. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I did hear it. Ooh, I know this track. I'm very familiar okay. with this one. We're going predator stuff. All right. So, um, actually, what they're going to do is they're going to move. Oh, I messed up their movement because I made them small. Um, so they're going to go five, ten to here, and then this guy will move ten feet here, and this guy will move up, and they just start hissing at you. Um, and it is your turn, Miyabe. Miyabe, I assume that the others are going to either hear or see this, so Miyabe's not going to spend too much time informing them. He's just going to stride forth over here, and with his <laughs> Earthbreaker, he's going to swing out at this one next to him. See, he even named his hammer. No, Earthbreaker is a type of weapon. Oh, well. Oh. I'm like, man, everybody's got names for their weapons, but It me. just so happens like, to also be something that could be a cool name for a hammer. Yeah. Like, did you guys yeah, have a meeting or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's an 18 to I hit. Alright, so that is a hit on red, and you do seven points of damage to it. Um, so you come down and you... You almost splat this thing to the floor, but it's still alive and kicking. Actually, you did a five-foot step? No. No, I had to move up there. Oh, okay. This is a surprise round. Oh. Oh, I forgot we're still in a surprise round. Then, in that case... He's fine. Yeah. Because I can't (laughs) charge. I could still do it if I could charge, but difficult terrain means I can't even charge. So, in that case, I'll just move Right. Never okay. mind. All right, so Sad. that's your turn. Sad. So, top of round one of initiative, uh, we have Abner. So you see Miyabe was slowly moving through the gate, and then all of a sudden he picks up his urgency and kind of charges in. I believe we have ourselves a situation. And then he'll move. <clears throat> Do you have to stop when you enter difficult terrain? No, it just counts. No, but it's just yeah, double. Yep. Every square of difficult terrain is ten feet rather than five feet. So you cannot charge or run through it. I think is where I can get. With your regular movement, one movement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is not a surprise round. This is top of the round. This is top of the round. This is top of the round. Yep. Take a shot. Yep. If you want. You can do as you wish. 
I will take a shot. Pew, pew. Red, green, or blue? Uh, who is... Oh, they're all in range. Uh, I'm going to shoot it red. You'll be Wait, firing is he in combat? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because they're technically engaged. All right, green. Green, then. Well, they're tiny, are they? Yeah, but I still threaten him. I'm pretty sure if either threatens the other, right, it counts right, as right, firing right, into right, melee. Right, right. Ooh, that would probably hit regardless of firing into melee rules. Yeah. So which one's that at? Why does that say range 20? Is that right? I thought it was range 40. No, range is for, for pistols, a gun. It's range 20. 20. So uh, that's outside your first range increment. So we'll take a minus two. Yeah. So a 19 against touch AC. It's not uh, against touch if it's outside it's his range increment. Outside the range increment, it's normal AC. Oh, that's right. I forgot gunslingers are work like that. So it's actually a 19 against his regular AC. Hold on, my camera went bad. Which I think still hits because Earthbreaker would have hit on an 18. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it still hits, but yeah, it would be 19 against normal say, AC. That's a heck of a little lizard if it has more than 19 AC. Then it takes two bludgeoning and piercing? Yeah. How do spell singers work? I don't know. Well, Josh, is it going to mess you up if I get out and get back in? No. Assuming you okay, go back my... where you were. Alright, my camera died it it's been doing this not died but it just on roll 20 it just, just quit so see if i can get it to come back maybe it's better that way it's probably better that way definitely better that way okay so 21 against regular ac 19. you said 19 oh 19 um that's gonna hit and which one was the aiming at red green Green. Okay, so green that will hit and do two bludgeoning damage. So, just to make sure I understood that correctly, Jace, it does take the minus two for being outside of his first range increment, and it doesn't resolve against touch because of the gun thing. Correct. Guns only resolve against touch in their first range increment. And that's how you can spend crit points and stuff to make that more or less. Or A gunslinger can, yeah. Depending on what archetype they have. Okay. Alright, so that was Abner's turn. And next it is their turn. Woohoo, they rolled decent initiative. They sure did. Yeah, it wasn't too shabby. Um, so this one will five foot step onto your square. Red's gonna step onto your square and try to bite you. And that will be a three. Wow, no. <laughs> so that's not going to hit. <laughs> um, and then I think this guy will also. This is going to get crazy. He's going to move. And I think if he moves onto your square, you get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that guy I get an attack of opportunity on. Okay. You so, probably want me to roll again rather than just taking the other one that I had. Probably. How many <laughs> uh, tiny creatures can occupy the same square? Probably a lot. Um, I'd probably say four. I don't know. Four. Makes sense. One yeah, quarter. I don't know. Uh, 17 will hit for nine damage against green. <laughs> and he will die. Green or red? That was green. I believe I, I loosened him up for you, my friend. Technically, he dies out there. 
I don't know why my camera is dead. Because that was I, a uh, attack of opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he dies out there. Clearly, uh, the before blood he loss from my shots killed him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and then Blue will. He's he wants to protect his food more, so he's just going to stay where he's at right now. Uh, next up is Krimit. Oh, and one second. Okay, you're good. Okay, next up is Krimit. Yes. Take it away, Krimit. Kill him. I'm moving. Simmer down there. Yay. So, Krimit's going to move up next to his buddy. Assess the situation. Okay. And he pulls out his weaponry. And he is going to help. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Unfortunately, that is going to miss. Can I shoot him in the leg? Seven to hit. (laughs) Hits Abner in the foot. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Aluna. Yep. So I'm going to take it's thirty feet to get into the first one, right? Thirty. Was that? 5, 10, 15. It'd be 25 feet of movement to get to that first difficult terrain. 25, 35. I can't go 45 and get all the way through, can I? You'd have to go 45 and then like a 50 to corner around it, I probably. I only have 20 movement, unfortunately. Oh. Then, yeah, no. So can just uh, double move to get there. And I'll pull out a weapon in the process. That's that. Okay. All right. Great. Sorry, something happening with my computer. And camera's not working. And my sirenscape just holds die. Please. I think your computer just can't handle doing all of it at once. Doing all of what? I don't know. Whatever you're doing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> roll really. 20. You can't handle roll 20. Well, when we played on Friday, I had Sirenscape and my camera going and there was no issue, so I don't understand why it just hates me. Um, I don't know. But anyway... Can't help you, I don't have these problems. Oh no, something is wrong. The music just came on and was super loud. Josh, Josh I think you're muted again. again. Hey, you know what, though? He looks so defeated. Hey, you know what, though? Talk about level one energy. Like, I 
haven't seen a nine to hit since Sarah was rolling for Niari. That's rude. <laughs> That's very rude. Okay, I'm sorry. So Aluna moved up, and you were doing what? You were delaying or something? He full round moved and then pulled out a weapon as he was moving. Actually, you can't do that. To do what? Because your base attack bonus isn't one, so technically you can't well, pull that's anything true. out while you're moving. Oh, that's true. So I just double move. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, and then that's just bringing it, it bringing it up at the bottom is Miyabe. He'll five foot step forward, and as he does, he'll kind of spin his hammer around and try to hit this thing, and so that it flies into the wall behind him. We'll see if I hit. Maybe a 13 might not do it. I'm not uh, sure. No, 13 is not going to hit. That damage would have done it, though. That would have been some nice damage for yeah. sure. Yeah. But that's not going to do it. All right. And that's my turn. Okay. Top of round two is Abner. Uh, I think it's a standard action to reload my pistol, correct? I, I yes. don't know what feats so. you have. Did I you take rapid reload? I did not. So. Okay. so, yes, I think it's a standard. Standard action. Yes. You might want to get rapid reload. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. 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 A, a one-handed firearm would be a standard action. Because so rapid action. reload reduces it to a move action. Right. Move here and then reload the old pistol. And that's how. Pause. So it really isn't until higher levels that gunslingers become a problem, huh? <laughs> no, it's at like level three or five. Yeah. Because right here, like, you're, it's as good as a crossbow, and you're like, this tends to be a last resort. Yeah, yeah, a crossbow that hits against touch AC, though. Right. Which is good. Still very good. So that's my turn. Okay. All right. Next up is their turn. So the one of them is back. dead. Hey, Sarah's camera's back. Is it? Ah! Yep. Uh, oh, hey. Welcome back. Thanks. I'm like trying to solve the world's problems while you're GMing. All right. So, red guy is. Because you moved closer to its food, Miyabe, so he's going to step into your square what? and try to bite you again. No, I'm not Hopefully no. I can hit a natural 20. I mean, you don't have to roll too high to hit me. Uh, 14? Wow. You actually still missed. Oh, no! Yeah. Um. AC 15. Oh, man. Uh, and then this blue guy is going to charge up to Abner. Provoking oh. attack of opportunity. Flavor Blood flavor ring. charge or real charge? I don't think can you you can't provoke with a melee or a ranged weapon, can you? That's why I said but wait. Oh, I see. He would All right. different feats. Are you so, flavor charging or that was real charging. Okay. Can, so plus can they real charge? Yeah. I okay. I don't know. So. Why, not? I can't see why not? And my camera's frozen. It's nice. Fine. Just let it be. It's just just forget about the camera. I just would rather not be frozen in a weird spot. Um, okay. Don't worry, so. you're dead. You're good. Five. Uh, <laughs> that hits. Oh, wait, no. Seven. I'm sure that hits. Um, so they try to bite out at you, but it, it's just to no avail. That was their turn. And next up is Krimit. 
Okay. Krimit does have rapid reload. Ooh. So he will reload. Ooh. And then Fancy. he'll attempt to try to shoot the same one again. It's my hobby. Miyabi? Okay. I just yep. realized that my volume was low for the music. I also have the um, the component on to increase my range by 10, so it's a 30 range increment for me. At the moment. Okay. Okay. What's your misfire range at the moment? Oh, it's a 2. Nice. Nice. It got dangerously close with that 4 earlier. Oh, but there it is. I think I, I, think I might have hit him that time. We yeah, I think so. Four damage. So that was against blue or red? I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's red. The one that's under Miyabi. Yeah. Miyabi oh, is against right. red. So. so four damage to red as you fire off. Uh, unfortunately, not a misfire. But maybe someday. Oh, well, we'll get there, don't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up- get them. Yeah, all right, I got him. Next up I- is Aluna. Did that kill the one that I was on me or no? No. Oh, did that one not get hit yet? That one has not gotten hit yet. Because we retconned my damage, right? Yeah, because you're a cheater. Yeah, we're good. So, 20... She'll... Double move to there. (laughs) Alrighty. So you double move to get next to your buddy. Yep. And bottom of round two is Miyabe. He will step to the side and take one more swing at this thing, trying to hit it in the opposite direction of Aluna. Okay. No. An 11. An 11, uh, 11, an 11 is to hit. Going to miss, but that damage would have been nice. Yeah. Yet again. First level damage in 15 is crazy. Crazy. All right, top of round three is Abner. Do power attack, please. No. Not yet. I do not have it yet. I worry, my compatriots. I will handle this little fellow over here. And um, five foot step back. Okay. Quite, is that a question? <laughs> <sighs> and fire my pistol at it. Okay. Do you have point blank shot? Do I need point blank shot? No, you don't need it, but you get a bonus. I didn't know if you had it or not. Oh, no, I do not. This is definitely against touch AC, though. Unfortunately, tiny creatures, their touch AC is probably not that far off from their normal AC now that I think about it. That will hit for four damage against blue. A 15. He is still up, though. And it is his turn. How dare he? Actually, I've been doing red first, so I'll do red first. So red will go after you, Miyabe, because you're the one that's been pestering him. So he will step into your square and big money three. And he's going to miss. Uh, this guy will step onto Abner's square and... 12. 5. Ah. I don't know if I've rolled double digits in this combat. So, real great. Doing a lot of damage to you guys. It's been real fun. Uh, next up is Krimit. 
so Let's see here. So Krimit is going to um go to move, so I can't five foot step. So I'm gonna use a move action to reload. And then I'm going to use my second move action to move up. Um Krimit starts running up and he's like I'll help you, Abner! And as he does, um, he trips over some of the debris and falls flat on his face. (laughs) 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 Nice. That's my turn. Alright. He is prone. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Next up is Aluna. Is there a prone thing? Uh, I think we usually just do the the tread, no, not tread. The guy with arrows in his back or the hurting back? No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Back pain? Yeah. Ugh. Gosh, I feel like <laughs> I'm 15. It's probably pretty old for a grappling. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm only 14. I'm 14. <laughs> FYI. What is the, the gripply to human years? It's like one gripply year. Oh, uh, I gotta check. I think. Human I think I'll, I'll, look, I'll tell you guys in a second. I'm sure some trivia here. It's my turn. You can hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Great. Um, I do, 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 am going to go ahead and take a bit of a risk and use the aid another action instead of casting guidance. I'm going to try to hit a DC 10 to give Miyabe a plus two on his next attack roll. Oh, I guess we could set up flanking too, actually. It's all five foot step. I mean, you could... It doesn't matter. I can five foot step into flanking no yeah, matter what you do. No matter what I do. But I'll, I'll five foot step anyway and go ahead and see if we can't get a plus four. Because eight another and flanking stack with each other. Yeah, they're different bonuses. So I do. Ignore okay. the damage. So you okay. aid me. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Alright, next up is Miyabe, the bottom of round three. He'll step back here. He'll put on flanking. I'll have to create a buff for eight another. So this will be two higher than whatever I roll because I don't have something for eight another. But okay. Wow. Wow. Natural three. Wow. Dude, Dude you just take my touch AC shots, and I can take your damage. Yeah, you you a plus four on top of your regular everything. Jason and I are rolling in the single digits tonight. Just a I had, contest of I had a minus single digits. One and I rolled better than you. That's so sad. What yeah. are the point of all those muscles if you can't hit anything? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. All right, so that's gonna miss. Top of round four is Abner. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> five foot step here. We're gonna go back to back with Miyabe. It's gonna be epic. Um, I can see it in my head. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to do this, but I'm going to. Fireball. I'm going to throw a magic missile at him. Oh. And it didn't calculate the damage, but okay. Okay. <sighs> what is that? A 1d4 plus 1? 1d4 plus uh, 1 point of damage. I do declare that is a 1d4 plus 1. <laughs> d4 plus 1. Have at thee. <laughs> Two minimum damage for a two. All right, he's still up. Yeah, of course he is. I'm barely. All right, their turn. Uh, Rinse and repeat. A blue will go onto your square, and 
One of these has got to be a hit. I mean, come on. Come on. So this will be a 12. Nah. That is just my AC. Oh, yeah! Well, <laughs> yep. yeah, I have more AC than you, has it? I don't wear armor. At all. He can't He's a wizard. He cannot. He I'm is a, a wizard. wizard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could wear armor, but um, I get a miscast <laughs> chance. You need to get so, a buckler ASAP. That will do one point of damage. Oh! And I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay. Question, do they just deal one damage, or is it a die roll that... It's a die roll. All right. You feel okay for now. Be honest, you're disappointed, aren't you? I'm a little disappointed. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Uh, Red will still go after Miyabe, and... Ooh, 17? Yep. Yeah! All right, now we're cooking. I'm feeling good feeling good <laughs> and i'm gonna need you to roll a fortitude save as well <laughs> all right two damage against you max damage 1d2 nope 1d3 minus one yeah uh, uh you feel all right as well unfortunately uh next up is krimit so krimit you are currently prone and your beast of a friend is right in front of you like trying to hit this tiny creature but missing how did you fall prone again? Flavor, or did something happen? No, I stepped on the wood. And you say my, my my little toes got caught, and I tripped. My little toes. My little toes. My little toes. Um, I will, um, I will shoot from prone. Oh. So That's I fun. will shoot the one uh, at on Abner. Oh, you're too good to me. I got you, buddy. Let's see. Hold we- still. <laughs> it's a good uh, that's a, going to miss. Um, and then I will um, move action, uh, stand up from prone. I so I shoot and miss again. Oh, fiddlesticks! And I stand up. Okay. All right. This has been quite. The so combat. you will stand up. Uh, next up is Aluna. Same thing. Roll to okay. another. I think I can just hit this. There it goes. You hit him. <laughs> you damage. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> With that roll, you should just attack me. Why didn't I attack? Both of my hit. I have a minus one, and I got a seventeen and a natural twenty. Like, what am I doing? No, I, I, I don't know. I'm actually a melee character. I'm confused. I'm- I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking that it wouldn't work that way, since your first two rolls with this character were both natural ones. Yeah, <laughs> I would be forgiven, yeah. And I have I have a minus one and a plus zero on all of my rage stats. <laughs> so, oh boy, I was not expecting Oh, right. That. So you do aid another, and it comes to Miyabe, who is inching his way back to Abner. Yep. Yeah. He'll back up once more, and he will say, These things are so small, it is difficult to hit them. And he'll miss. No! Dumbledore <laughs> says calmly. No, it's a 15 to hit. No, it's it's not, because I, I included the eight another and flanking as bonuses in the attack. Oh, no, I see a, a plus six. eight. Plus it's a plus eight to hit. Oh. I just rolled a five. Because it's a four normally. Oof. Oof. Nice. Yeah, I did not max out my strength like you would normally. 
Yeah. I only gave myself a 16. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty interesting. My con is pretty high, though. So we've been playing it up that you're this massive human being, but you're really not that great. Well, no, like, my con is really high for a first-level character. Very high, yeah. if I remember. All I've right. got a good physique. <laughs> He's well-built. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't All right, Abner. It is your turn, my friend. I just got to know what my damage would have been. This doesn't mean anything. I just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, so, on Max. On Max. <laughs> I have one hand free. Would it provoke for me to pull out my dagger? I think drawing a weapon in... Drawing, drawing a weapon, drawing does, not a weapon does not provoke. Sheathing a weapon does. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. So drawing, you'd be fine. Okay. I mean, then I'll pick a. You could just five foot step off there and draw it. And I assume I would take a. Do I take the negative penalty for two hand fighting if I was to attack with my dagger while still holding my? No. No, you only take the penalty if you make multiple attacks. Ah, if I tried to bludgeon her with the firearm as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna swing with my dagger. Uh, so that's gonna miss. Um, a ten, uh, also a one on the damage. And a one damage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, first level characters are great. This is all right. This has been great. I love this. Just rolling up with the with the heroes of Feindar on this encounter, though. Like, <laughs> turn one, not everyone would have gotten to go. <laughs> okay, let's just say that. Visions of Feindar, if we only had those missing three episodes because uh, we had our moments. We definitely had yeah. our moments. I remember Nayari going down twice, I think. Twice. Yeah. In yeah. the church. It, yep. Yeah. Yep. So actually, actually, Elwood almost died in the church. Even before mm-hmm. the final confrontation. He almost died second session. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. That. I don't have the visual. So, Theros almost died in the alchemy shop. It was it was a rough. Theros yeah. was a rough first round. Have died in the alchemy Our first shop. Uh, first Actually, session. I remember there yeah. was a, a mistake in the rules that saved his life. Technically. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, it was so, because he had rolled something and he should have not been able to do it. Basically, so he might not have died, but he did. He killed it with a crit that he shouldn't have been able to crit with. So anyway. Uh, blue guy is going to attack Abner. Big money four. That's not going to hit. Uh, I'm sure this red is guy. Riveting, right? I, I'm sure this is riveting. I am really doing play my up, best. Let's play it up a little bit. Let's let's just try to get into character. Like, what's going on in their heads? You know, let's play it up. Yeah. So, I Says mean, the guy, how did you fall down? Flavor. This is basically like I imagine for Miyabe, this is just a nuisance because it's a tiny little like foot creature that's just like dancing around. That why don't you just just... grapple it? I was gonna say I feel like he would reach down and just like squeeze it to death. Pick it up. That is something we could do. So easy. You can grapple. Uh, It's a very hard check. All right. I'm not gonna lie. It went from a 17 to a three, so that's not gonna hit. Probably not. Next up is Krimit. Um. Yeah, so I will move back because I can't. You can't five foot step out of difficult terrain, right? Correct. Right. 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 So I'll just. Um, well, I'll just move over there. I guess so I'll just move uh, ten feet. Um, 
and then move action, reload. Okay. Don't worry, guys, I'll get up this next time, I swear. <laughs> uh, next up is Aluna. I mean, at this point, you gotta attack. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right? And obviously, this is the time that you'll not roll high. Right? Like, like that's think, just how it's gonna work. I think that this is just... It's not even... I can't even roleplay at this point. It's just, well, that's what you have to do, you know? <laughs> you are technically flanking. I am technically flanking, so I'll get a plus two on this. I don't have a buff in for this character yet for flanking. I'll work on that later. So add two to this result. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yep. To be Nailed it. Uh, this um, is three for anyone listening. That's three. <laughs> Does a five hit? You know, and it, you know what's really funny too is I had actually what I wanted to do was cast guidance this time because I'm like my luck's run out, but I just couldn't. You can't, you know, when a situation like that comes up, you got to attack. Well, Miyabe, maybe maybe this round will be the round that you can hit it. Indeed, uh, I don't think I can flank with it anymore though. Um... Because I, I don't, don't think I'll technically so. be flanking in any of these positions, so I'll just move straight up. Well, could you turn around and hit the one on Abner to flank? But he's I technically flanking it there. Well, I don't know how that works. I'm just going to move back and hit the one that... Yeah. This one's been harassing him, so he's going to focus on this you, one. You'll swing at it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Oh my gosh. Another four. An eight. So uh, okay. I'm just going to say, I'm glad that the curse has hit Jason as a player, because I have suffered as Nayari. So, so my my rolls have been 4, 5, 3, 7, 9, and then my first attack was a 13, but it hasn't been any. So now we so. know that Jason fudges his dice when he's a GM. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Check I, out. No. I, I just <laughs> listen, have a really good listen. die. Three, three criticals against Orin in one combat. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I don't either. All right. Uh, next up is Abner. I declare these are some tenacious little lizards. Let us see if we can dispatch them thusly. Thusly. <laughs> Good thing I didn't play. Yeah, we'd be in trouble right now. Right? Alrighty. Have at thee! <laughs> that might do it. Does a 15 hit? Uh, it does. What? One so point, one of, damage. point of damage. <laughs> it's still up. To, is that blue? Yeah, blue. Alright. I'm just pecking away at this thing. Peck, peck, pecking away. Okay, next up is their turn. So, sorry listeners, but this is going to be the same old, same old. Yeah, uh, Blue's going to attack... Abner, so this is going to be a nine. Wouldn't, wouldn't that provoke? Or did five foot step, I'm guessing. It five foot yeah, stepped five into step. Miyabe's square. So Abner missed with a actually, nine, and Miyabe actually, it will miss with a 13. And tiny creatures five foot step? I'm looking it up because I almost want to say no. Actually, uh, I think they can't, actually. No, I, I think, think I remember looking this up. So didn't that not work for you? Yeah. A tiny or smaller creature entering a species provokes an attack fortune. 
Even with a five foot step, a tiny or smaller creature entering a creature's space provokes an attack opportunity. So okay, all, makes sense. Oh, all three so of you all get those times we So I get like seven retroactive attacks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there, okay, yeah. uh, there we go. Alright, so red one is dead. Yeah. So Brandon didn't think not Krimit this time. Yep. I'll move uh, my guy off of so you can get to that token. Okay. Thank so you, he's X. Yep. Alrighty. And now it is Kermit's turn. Get him. Kill him. I'm gonna try this time. So he, uh, Shuts his one blue eye, so he's just looking through his red eye. See what I did there? Oh, oh the red and eye! I, and then I and then I shoot Abner. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, and that is a misfire. Would have been good damage. No, oh yeah. Is oh, it really? yeah. Yeah. It's a three on the die. So <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> my gun clocks. Oh. Dang, nabbit. It's it's really fitting oh, though. Like you have to say, it's really fitting story-wise. Oh yeah, it's his his first his second combat. He's had this gun this whole time, never been in a scrap. <laughs> he shot it before. He's not in this kind of situation. I love it. All right, next up is Aluna. You can do it, Miyabe. And she will cast Guidance on him. So he'll get a plus one. And then she will move over to there to set up flanking. Alrighty. And now it's Miyabe's turn. You said Guidance? Guidance. So a plus one on your next attack roll should you choose. Is that a exercise? morale bonus? A... Okay. <laughs> it's a plus one. I'll just say. Compet- okay. I think it's competence bonus. It stacks with oh. flanking. I know that much. Yeah. So I'll throw on flanking, throw on guidance. Uh, he will respond. He'll be like, thank you. I will try my best. And he'll try to hit it again. It is oh, comp- that's oh, okay. That now is we're cooking. Now we're talking. That's oh, what, yeah. that's what we're looking for. That's what we're there's, look- a 25. That's a- there's a 25. Yeah. <laughs> 25. Catch your Sarah. I, I do declare uh, that 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 guy is dead. And you also hit Abner. Well, <laughs> points of bludgeoning. Awesome. So I guess all it took yeah, was right. to actually play the character right. the way <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. All right. So. Plus one competence. Oops, that's to not attack. what I wanted. It's competence. Thousand XP apiece. No. One million <laughs> no. XP. Okay. Yeah, I have a whole cheat sheet here, so if you just give me the CRs, I can figure it out. Yeah, hold on. My volume is really loud. Hold on. CR3. I doubt it. My guess. F. <laughs> CR1. Okay. I want to say so, CR1 third, but it could be one fourth, but I'm going to say So CR1 actually, um, there was a trap at the gate that you all successfully navigated. There was only a 25% chance that it would hit you, and all of you guys made it through okay. So for surviving the trap, 
you guys each get, or you don't each, you get a total of 400 XP. What trap? <laughs> it's a trap! It's a trap! Admiral Ackbar would here. be so ashamed of us. Well, yeah. happy that we passed, but sad that we didn't catch it. You secretly um, rolled 20% miss chance? Not miss chance. And then miles. for the three creatures which you did not identify, uh, 600 total XP. They were 200 XP each. So they were CR one half. Divide mm-hmm. that by one fourth for me, Jace. That's one fifty each. No, no. All of us get one fifty, not per them. Uh, a a CR one half gives fifty experience for a group of four. So. So we should be at seven. Three of them. Three of them. We each get fifty each. So. Okay. So we're at so we out of initiative. Yes, yes, we're out of initiative for the time. So Kermit kind of just like sits down on his butt, looks kind of sad. Oh, man. He just starts fiddling with his gun, so he spends his full round action just repairing his gun, putting a component back onto it. I'll put the, the range increment one back on. Okay. Ah, sorry, guys, I don't think I did very well. No, what did I tell you? You did well, little one. Grimmett, you did fantastic. You could not have hoped for a better performance on only your second ever scuffle. Abner, I'm going to want you to roll a uh, bluff check for me. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to aid Abner <laughs> a little bit, though, because she'll say, the, the man Abner tells the truth, though. And uh, I'll go ahead and roll. Uh, I guess it's. I mean, that's a bluff. I guess technically. Yes. Yeah, bluff to aid. I can roll bluff. Yeah. yeah so fifteen, huh? Mm-hmm. Fifteen again. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I she's think not bluffing, just... though. She's being genuine. Well, so is Abner. So then you would hey, that time. So I guess it's like I understand that you're being nice, but I kind of feel like it's overselling it a bit. Right. right. More accurately, you get a bad read. <laughs> well, I appreciate the words, but I, I kind of feel like I still sucked a bit. I, I'll do better though if you if you let me keep tagging along. Plus, I don't want to go back by myself. It was a long way. Well, I'm sure there will be many encounters in the near future, and I'm sure your performance will only improve as you gain more experience in combat. Immediately, though, she's over it as she's looking at the entrances and exits and that pool of water. Any other immediate threats that she notices? I'll go ahead and roll your perception. I know you didn't ask for a roll, but I like to do it because I have a 10. Okay, so with a... Okay, sorry, cats. Uh, With a 10 perception, uh, looking around, you don't... Oh, sorry, 13 perception. You don't see anything that is a threat at this time. It's pretty quiet through the through the courtyard. So you can see that there are the bodies of these... No, you're you're good. I'm just going to jump in when you're done. Okay, I was just going to say, you see the bodies of these three little lizard-like creatures, and then there's uh, two of these bodies that they were feasting upon. Um, And then this is just a well, so it's not like a body of water, it's a well. And there is a door here, a door here, a door here, and then let me open this up. Uh, Because technically you would be able to see in there. 
So you would see that Miyabe is eyeing Abner and Krimit very suspiciously, because uh, this is the first time that he's seen them fire their weapons, and he saw... Well, I don't know, maybe he didn't see Abner cast a spell. Maybe that was behind his back and he didn't notice it. Um, but he kind of looks at them suspiciously and he's like, What kind of magic are you casting? He doesn't understand what the weapons are. He thinks it's magic. I guess Kermit looks a little he confused. Did cast, he did cast a magic missile, too. Yeah, I know. I'm just not sure if Miyabe saw it or not, because he was trying okay. to hit that tiny creature. Well, what do you mean, magic? Your w- weapon in your hand. What kind of magic is that? I have not seen it before. It makes loud noise and... That is the magic of technology, good sir. There's not really magic with it. It just uses alchemical components to combust a little piece of metal out to strike a target. Uh, well, that's that's usually the case. I, I did not spectacularly demonstrate that to the fullest extent just yet, but you just keep watching me. I'll do it. Aluna will make a, a big show of casting detect magic. She's not being subtle about um, any of the verbal or somatic components that she uses to do so um, and cast it to look at the both of them. Is there any residual magic on their persons? I literally have not one single magical item. I don't think you do either. If you have a potion I'm, of Keralite wounds. I have one small piece <laughs> <physical> of <laughs> magical item. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Does the uh, haversack bag count as magic? Yes. Oh, do we not tell him that? We'll deal with that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but the gun, the gun itself is not magical, correct? Not my gun. Nope. It's just a piece of machinery. Now, I can't speak for Spellsling over here. Ah, babe. No, mine's not magical as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> ah, babe, he's telling you the truth. There is no magic there. I would see it. Now come here. You are wounded. And she'll start, like, treating his wounds. Not with any magical means. Just some first aid and wrapping his bandages as he's talking to him. You see, as soon as she kind of, like, does her thing and gives the go-ahead, like, he lowers his guard a little bit and he's like, Okay. If that is the case, then I will trust you. I do not know what any of the things that you said mean, but... If the shaman says it is safe, then I will believe so. Do you have something against this kind of weapon? No, I... I just do not like the unnatural things that are done with magic. Okay. What do you mean, unnatural? The arcane is certainly not unnatural. It is not power that comes from the spirits. It cannot be trusted. Well, are we going to have an issue? I I, I practice the arcane myself. Uh, I'm not good at confrontation, guys. And Kermit kind of like backs up, hands up. Aluna 
shoots some daggers uh, with her eyes at um, Abner as if like we'll deal with it later. Like no, don't 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 press this right now, kind of thing. Is it the mom look? Yeah. It's the mom look, it's isn't the, it? It's the mom look. Like no, 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 no. Dude, that is worse oh, than daggers. Say, I don't I don't have any issues with you, and you certainly won't have any issues with my arcane abilities. I would never think of using my arcane arts against you or any one of my allies. Uh, Luna will take a deep breath and then she'll look to Abe and she says, There will be other spellcasters, and they do not all get their power from the spirits. But for now, let us trust the man Abna, okay? Miyabe will kind of reaches his hand too. Miyabe will hesitantly nod and he'll say, "Okay, if you say so." If you ever want to discuss it with me, I'm I'm more than happy to to talk to you, but only on your terms. I I understand not everyone is familiar with the arcane arts, and many are distrustful. But know that you have no threat from me. Uh, Aluna kind of like taps his chest, uh, not uh, Abner's, Miyabe's, and says, You keep me safe, and I will keep you safe, okay? Yes. And uh, she goes to inspect the bodies and look around the rest of the place. Miyabe will also turn. I guess once the. Abner runs up and casts magic. (laughs) 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 Just to see what happens. Kidding, kidding. Immediately starts firing spells from behind. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like spells, do you? Try this out for size. (laughs) 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 Ritualistic magic that takes like an hour to complete. <laughs> Just wait till you see her image. That'll really give Miyabe a heart attack. Cast <laughs> the cantrip arcane mark on Miyabe and tells him that the demon will possess him in two minutes. Oh man, okay. <laughs> you would not take that well. I feel like if Miyabe told the demon me. was gonna possess him. Yeah. Oh man, he wouldn't. He wouldn't I like know. that. Would that be so good? Because arcane mark would be such a good thing to. It's a cantrip, but your character would fall for it for sure. Oh, he would knock you right. Out. <laughs> Level one PvP. PvP. I, uh, oh. So, Kermit walks up to this. Uh, I've never seen these types of dinosaurs before. I, I'm assuming they get bigger. I don't think that these guys could have smashed that gate down. I'll uh, take a knowledge need. Uh, knowledge on these guys, Sarah. I assume dinosaurs would be nature. Yeah, nature. Oh, shoot. I. I have the build planned out in my head. I forgot. I don't have intelligence or ranks in knowledge nature yet, so unless it's a 10, I can't do it. So, I actually can't. Technically, the DC would be 10 yep. if they're CR one half. Yeah, yep. So I can roll it. You can I've try. Never heard of them. Never yep. Heard. No, you've never seen. I mean. No. I don't know. You probably haven't seen these tiny dinosaurs. No, I don't. I hope I don't have to roll any dice because my cat's butt is in my dice tray. Very, very, very recently, within the last year, uh, Aluna has never left the planes. I don't think. Yeah, they had a dinosaur. Yeah. New. This is new. That is uh, nice. 
Excellent observation. Certainly these three tiny lizards did not cause this much mayhem. Uh, we can only hope that there is a bigger one somewhere. Oh, well, yeah, I disagree. That's, that's exactly what I want to see. <laughs> uh, Chase, can you go ahead and look up the DC for me for first aid and how long it will take? Sure. Hey, Aluda, do you think that big, strong Miyabe could have smashed this gate? Miyabe could do it. Sure. Maybe it wasn't a dinosaur. Maybe it was just a very another strong man, like eight feet tall, with teeth, with tail, <laughs> like a dinosaur. <laughs> like a dinosaur. She <laughs> Can I? Uh, I want to. <laughs> Maybe this a door? A man like a dinosaur. Yeah, that's a door. Okay, so all right, hold up. What? So let's start with Aluna. So Aluna, are you ex- inspecting the bodies? Yeah. You said she's gonna take a body. I'll take a twenty on it, so it gives me a thirty perception. She's gonna check the bodies in this lower half of the room. Uh, like, not that. Okay, so um, all right. So you can see actually. I'm going to have you do a heal check. Do you have heal? Yeah. Okay, roll me a heal check. And then after that, I would like to actually roll a, uh, a first aid. That's um, a heal to inspect the bodies. Okay, so you guys can see that, or you can see for that, uh, that these bodies were pierced with spears. Um, do any of you have knowledge local? Yeah, I do. I Okay. Uh, so roll a knowledge local. Nice. You, you can't, can't roll tell. if you don't have a. You you can't roll if you don't have a rank in it, right? But you. Only it's classic. Sarah will let you know. It has to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're you're not sure. You can see that there's spears, but you can't find any significance about them. Um, and with that heel check, you can tell they've been stabbed, but that's about it. Uh, you do notice on this body that there is a holy symbol. Um, do you have knowledge of religion? Uh, no. Okay. Alright, so you just noticed that there's a holy symbol on this body. Um, alright. Crit, you're... What are you doing? I was looking at the bodies, and I guess I realized that they were spears, so... Do you, do you have heal? Could you roll a heal check? I don't. Can you take 20 and heal? I don't have a rank in it, but I, I have a 3 modifier for my wisdom. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, I could roll a heal check then if you want. It depends on what you're using heal for, because like first aid, you can always just retry it. Long-term care depends. I guess I'll just do a I'm heal gonna check. Say, oh, sorry. No, I'm going to say that you guys could take 20 on heal in this situation. Um, so you both, as you're inspecting the bodies very closely, that is if you want to take the time to really inspect them. Yeah, That's up to you. Up to a 28, okay. So if you guys are, you know, kind of studying these bodies together separately, you can tell that... Uh, They've been gnawed by these dinosaur creatures, but it looks like these spears were stabbed into them after they died. We we can't tell how they died, though. No. Mm-mm. 
looks like there's stab are there spears still in it or you just see the puncture marks yeah the spears are still in them oh i don't think a dinosaur did this but as my friend abner would say something was afoot all right little one i do not have a good feeling about this she'll sigh um the spears can she pull them out mm-hmm. yeah. yep so it takes a little bit of effort but you're able to pull them out uh abner you are checking out this door yeah he just knocks on it and goes Abner Calhoun here, uh, looking to collect on a blacksmith debt from uh, the local settlement. Anybody home? After a death <laughs> scrap, thanks for like <laughs> the two things you can depend on. Yep. To collect a debt. Yep. I've been trying to reach you about your I mean, car's extended warranty. I mean, <laughs> your your carts. Let's be honest, yeah, your, the, your, your cart, your cart and carriage extended warranty. <laughs> the, uh, there's no response. You don't hear anything. Well, then I will try and show myself into this uh, fort, and I'll this try is the old school Bernarian uh, ham calls. I was just going to say the two main tenants of Abadar are law and taxes. So. Yeah, just playing yeah. how my guy would. Yes. There's only two things certain in life: law and taxes. Abner and <laughs> Abner and uh, Abner and not diplomacy checks. Anyway. So yeah. Abner, you you try this door and it appears that it's locked. Uh, large man, would you mind assisting me with this door over here? It seems to be uh wedged. You see, for a brief moment, it looks like there's an internal struggle with Miyabe as he doesn't necessarily trust Abner yet, but he's also being asked for help. So it's like he's unsure what to do for a brief moment, and then he eventually gives in and goes over to the door. Oh, thank you, sir. You, you are a mighty fine gentleman. Your, your behavior since me meeting you has been absolutely stellar. And uh, so to force open this door... If I take time and, like, take 20, I could get a 23 to try to break the door down, but it would take a while, but if need be. If it, if it takes that much, I can do that. Yeah, I'm going to say, because a good wooden door is break DC 18, 15 hit points, hardness 5, so I'm going to say that, yeah, you'd be able to, over time, wear down this door enough to bust it off its hinges, basically. Uh, this is a well, uh, so you can you can tell that a sturdy stone well sits before the northernmost wall of the fort. An empty bucket hangs from a pulley over the dark shaft. A well-used dagger is embedded in the waterlogged bucket. Oh. Um, if you were to look down, you can see that it descends thirty feet, and it is large enough that you could climb down. Um, you can see uh, something in the bottom, but you can't tell what it is. Alright, so Miyabe's busting down this door. So you... Okay. I don't know why you suddenly got really quiet for me. Yeah, he got quieter. That's alright, I'll just turn you up in Discord. Then you're gonna get super loud. Hello, 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 
Okay, now you're back. Yep. Can you hear me well? Okay. Yep. Yes, you're better. Okay. Uh, so you send dancing lights down to the bottom, and you can see. Um, it looks like there are some cracked vials at the bottom, and you can also see that there's a weapon of some sort. A magical plus three earthbreaker. Yeah. Would you use that? As long as you didn't tell him it was magical. <laughs> Immediately would be like, wow, what an awesome magical weapon! And watch Miyabe just go, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's wrong with masterwork? <laughs> um, so this door over here, so you're able to break the door down. And this room has a single door, wood and metal racks, their hinges slightly corroded from the tropical humidity, line the walls, each fitted with an assortment of arms and armor. Uh, so if you take some time looking around in here, you can see that this looks to be the armory. Uh, there are five short swords, three long swords, four light crossbows, two heavy crossbows, 60 bolts, four suits of leather armor, two suits of studded leather armor, four heavy wooden shields, and a masterwork breastplate. Uh, there is a crate in the corner that is packed with straw. If you take time to inspect it, you can see that there are an additional four short swords, four long swords, and 144 crossbow bolts, uh, which looks to be around what the smithy said his shipment was. Yeah. Did you say masterwork buckler by any chance? Breastplate. Breastplate. So Close. not a buckler. So yeah. not a buckler. So you but you could take arm. a a heavy wooden shield. There's four of them. You could have one in each arm. So a... There's four of them. <laughs> I'm not a Kasatha. You know, I don't have four arms. Um, no, you could just take two. You and Miyabe could be like in Dark Souls when they have the, the tower shield build. Yeah. You're just Literally like... the worst PvP thing to ever come <laughs> On a bridge, you just have two guys on either side of the bridge. <laughs> so a breastplate, that's a medium armor, right? Correct. Uh, I'm tempted towards that. The flavor just doesn't fit at all, but the, the numbers all make sense. You can wear medium armor? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I think so. Let me double check. Yeah. I think no, I mean, so, too. I'm, you're, you're probably fine. I, so. uh, I can wear medium armor, but I don't because I lose out on my fast movement. Well, I'm already at 20. I have hide on now, which is medium armor. Yeah. It'd definitely be an upgrade for you. It would be, but breastplate is such a... It weighs more. Yeah, I don't. I can't do it right now. But we'll, we'll hold okay. on to it. Uh, Krimit, yeah. you will... are. Okay. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna do? I was do just gonna say, Abe will will look around and then he'll walk back out and he'll turn to Abner and say, "It is a sort of armory. Uh, I believe the blacksmith, his shipment is there." Fantastic! I'm sure he'll be happy to recover his goods. I don't believe we're going to be recovering his money from this particular venture. So I suppose we can take back his, uh, his work. Yes, I hope he will be happy. And he walks away. Thank you kindly. <laughs> I don't think right. that guy ever going to get along. Uh, Krimit, 
You are standing at this door. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I'm not on the pointer tool. So you're standing at this door, and you go to try to open it, and it appears that it's wedged from the other side. Uh, oh, I was going to try might... to open it, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to knock on it. Okay, so you knock on it? So I knock on it, and um, I'm not really sure exactly what to say, but Abner knocked on the last one, so I just kind of knock and go, um, yes, this is the sheriff here, and um, my name is Crimmit. Please open you don't hear anything from the other side. Guys, I need some help. Either they're being overly quiet or something's going to jump out and scare me. Boom! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to come over to this door instead. I move out help, of the way. Help! You just play Jason's character. Yeah. Hey, I need, yeah. I need help over here. <laughs> I need help! <laughs> help over here now. Miyabe, there's a cool weapon at the bottom of the well. Can you jump down the well and get it? <laughs> well, I really wish my class, I think, I can't wait to be level 2, because I get a lot more uh, utility stuff that I can do at level 2. The class guy comes online. Abby, it would be very helpful if you got that down from the well for me. <laughs> uh, he'll try to break the door down again. Okay, so this one, uh, you can try to break it, or if you take 20, you are able to, like, kind of shove it and, you know, move whatever is on the other side. Unfortunately, Kremit, with his minus two strength, even taking 20, would not have succeeded, but uh, you are able to... (laughs) Would have been funny to watch. (laughs) It would be funny to watch. Uh, So you are able to move the the debris from the other side. Um, The eastern door of this wooden chamber is caved in, collapsing a makeshift barricade of haphazardly stacked shelves and crates. Three headless human bodies are impaled on the cabinets by crude spears. Flies buzz around the corpses, constantly landing on the crimson morass morass of gore, where the heads were removed. Um, So, you would see... I'll do this in two fell swoops. I love how um, Krimit seems to just succeed at everything he shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> you um, literally so just told the- me earlier I could do what I put my mind to. <laughs> that's, that's different. This is Josh. <laughs> we were lying. We established that. Yeah, your character sheet is a something else, though. <laughs> Uh, looking around in this room, you can see that in one corner there's a chest of construction supplies. Uh, nails, rope, pulley, hammers, saws, chains, all of excellent quality. Um, it's pretty heavy, but you think it may be worth some things, especially in a town that's starting to try to build up. Um, you go to this door. Could I appraise the value of it? Certainly. Roll me an appraise. Here's where you gold. Show me your venture capitalist. Wow, rolled a five. Have a plus yeah. seven. You could take 20 if you did 27. Hogany. Oh. That's true. If you take yeah. a 20, I always forget you can do that. So if you take a 20 and look at it, you think yeah. that it might be worth around 150 gold. Very wow. nice. Very nice. Uh, so Miyabe is inspecting this. Do you try the door? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, so you open up the door here, and inside you see a trio of beds rest against the southern wall of the room, one concealing a lumpy, blood-stained mass within its blankets. A sturdy trunk lies against the northern wall, while an open cabinet stands to the east. A ladder in the northwestern corner leads to the floor above, while a shoddy door exits to the northeast. Drops of blood mark a trail from the ladder to the beds, and three more spears lie on the floor. So... This looks like some sort of bedroom. Uh, I think one more of the people here was caught in their sleep. In this room, I need anyone who wants to roll me a heal check. Roll hey. or take twenty again. I'd be aiding. Uh, yeah, you could take twenty. So I'll take um, that aid. We get a thirty. This is the two of us. If there's anyone else, they can do whatever they want. Uh, you can see that the bodies are heavily decayed, which makes the cause of death difficult to determine. But your heel check reveals, again, that the spear thrust occurred after death. Um, and then if you guys are taking 20 in this room, you can see in one corner, there is a scaly green hand. Oh. Miyabe will pick up the hand and then look back to the others and he will say I do not understand what kind of hunter leaves their weapons behind referencing how all the spears are being left behind in the bodies. Can I roll a knowledge rituals? (laughs) Or local maybe? Knowledge local? Are there any shamanistic practices or anything like that that would involve this kind of barrage or is it just unrelated that weapons happen to be left behind it seems unrelated you're not sure there's no doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it I do not know Miyabe this is a strange thing here and you know keep looking around Um, in this room if you take 20 on the corpse here it shows that there's fewer signs of violence except for the missing head uh if you take 20 and a heel check you can tell that the head was removed after death and the remaining body shows signs of frostbite which is unusual in this climate abner checks out the sturdy trunk that's some sort of sorcery there oops sorry be happy Miyabe backs away from the body. Uh, yeah, so if you look in the trunk, you find that there are some clothes, but it's there's nothing of value inside the trunk. Did you say there was a ladder in this room leading upwards? Yeah, yep, so there's a ladder here that leads up to what you would assume to be the floor above. Do you go up at the latter? Do we go up from here? Or did you want to check the other door in the courtyard? I don't know, we'll say we should check the rest. Um, if anyone notices her, she seems a little bit um, agitated for the first time. Normally she seems to have a level head, but she seems irate for some reason. 
but she suggests we check the whole floor before we go. Melee barrels through the walls and goes straight through. <laughs> Abner, go. Myabe, maybe you could offer a hand opening this door as well. Get it? Because he was holding a hand. <laughs> so as you guys are coming back out into the courtyard and you're standing around this door, um, all of a sudden... Well, let's see. A triceratops bursts through the door. Uh, one and a half foot tall. So, I'm going to roll a d4. Okay, Two. a Luna. Does a 16 hit your AC? Flat-footed, right? Yes. And I don't get a perception to notice this or anything? Nope. Oh boy. <laughs> you probably perceive it once it hits I you. Think yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. So an arrow flies out of nowhere and does <laughs> one point of damage as you hear a voice ring out, and only Crimit uh, is able to understand what this voice says. And Krimit, I will whisper to you what this voice says, and then we will pick it up next week. Doesn't matter. Whoever just shot a loon is dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that was a mistake. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Only Krimit understands. Is it another one of the frog people? No, I prefer Gripply. <laughs> Gripply? <laughs> Racist. I couldn't remember the name. Uh, so that's, it's um, not my character sheet. I wear it up next week time. Yeah. Hey, thank you everyone who played today. Thank you everyone who tuned into the stream. I'm glad yeah. that you watched or listened or whatever. Do check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. We are signing off. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. If you'd like to watch these sessions performed live, be sure to find us on YouTube. Or follow us on Twitter at MildlyHeroic. Heroic.